Welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 19. Jay, thank you for leading off the very first piece of audio with a cuss word. We'll go ahead and <laughs> clip that out for YouTube so that we can actually monetize the video. Yeah, we'll just... There we go. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 19. <laughs> I am Blue Squadron, uh, your typical host here. Uh, and we are joined again by Tiltus. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. I'm Tilda CV. I am the shot caller for Epidemic. Actually, I'm not. I'm the flex lead for Epidemic now. Um, and I, uh, I do some streaming. <laughs> I do the PVPs. Um, yeah, I have a good time. I've been taking some time off because, uh, you know, work's been killing me. But hopefully we'll get back on schedule schedule uh, this week. So, Amen, brother. I feel that. Uh, and my boy, Jacob. Hi, I'm Jay Kuhn. I'm an Awakening Wusume with 760 Gear Store. I do a lot of endgame PvE content, such as Olin's, The Dungeons, and soon Dekia Olin's. And welcome to the Old Moon Gl- oh, oh, Podcast, oh, episode 19. I, I could have sworn it was so <laughs> relaxed when he started it, like he had rehearsed it in the mirror like 15 <laughs> times. And then he started speed running, and then he started speed running to the end. And welcome to the old Glizzy Glock Podcast. Oh, oh no. Glizzy Glock. Oh, no. Oh, I messed it all up. That's it. And today we are actually we are actually joined with a special guest, um, probably the best ninja uh, to have played the game worldwide. Armin, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Hi, I'm Armin. I used to be a former CM for this game for about a year, and then uh, I streamed PvP. And yeah, that's really about it. Right on. Uh, that's really that's about it. it. I do the PvP. That's why I, I just do the. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm okay. Literally, like almost rank one AOS the first season it came out. Weren't you like rank two or three the second season, and then uh, this season you're already top two or top number one today? Um, it changes day to day. Um, it changes day to day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're at right now, but you're always in the top three here. Um, that being said, absolute pleasure having you on the uh, podcast here. Uh, our first Appreciate topic that. is actually right about earliest PvP experiences uh, when you were wee children. Um, I'll save mine for a little bit after. Why don't we start off with Jay? Because I'll be honest with you, Jay, how long was it before you even tried PvP in BDO? And then what was your first experience with it? Well, you know, when I first started playing BDO, I played an Awakening Witch, and very early on, I discovered that she was not the best duelist. But, no. you know, I did, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did try my best to make it work. Like, I, I, I did try to, like, research and explore, and, you know, she, she did do a lot better in, like, a group setting. And so I do think when it comes to BDO's combat systems, it's kind of, you know... There's so many systems that a new player will be overwhelmed with, you know, and that's I was like, what the heck was a super armor iframe? What the heck was a forward guard? You know, what's what's a CC limit or whatever, right? You know, I feel like those systems are definitely um, something that a new player will will struggle with at the beginning. But, you know, when you find people to to help you along the way, you know, show you the ropes, I think that's when it started getting a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that was my experience in the beginning was was being an awakening witch and just you know accepting my fate do you remember <laughs> your first kill jay my first kill yeah it was yes actually everyone Kadri remembers ruins. their first one dude. Kadri ruins it's... somebody 
was grinding over me and i'm like hey you know hi i was here first and he's like he d- he'd ignored me i was like oh time to Good man what, what's this button alt c what the heck <laughs> wait <laughs> oh you were using hotkeys i think i manually activated the, the red lightsaber and just <laughs> took them like man. control click <laughs> But yeah, that was my first experience actually killing somebody. I think I was like very overgeared for him. I think he was a very like a very new player because I, I like one shot him with my fissure wave. Jay, and so you it felt hold really on, good. Hold on. You gear checked somebody? Hold I on. gear checked somebody. I know. Get out get out of here. Of course Imagine. it was a gear check. Imagine. Of course it was a gear check. Armin, what about you? What's your first recollection with PvP? I mean, you're a huge PvPer, it's the opposite of Jay. So did you like just jump um, straight in and start with it, or did you wait for a while? Uh, I think my I literally got into this game because of PvP, from what I remember. Uh, I think my first time ever flagging on someone was like I did the level fifty quest where it was like at Catfishman way back in the day. Yeah. This was like Steam launch, oh. um, and then it was Catfishman. I had like absolutely no gear or anything. I was like, I just want to test this out. And I just, I instantly flagged up on the guy next to me who had also just finished the quest. <laughs> and we, both, we both were like falling into the water over and over at Catfishman because I was trying to chase him. And I think I eventually got him, but I don't Let's, remember oh. quite exactly. Oh, goodness. Uh, what about you, Tilt? Did you remember your first kills? Yeah, I, I think my very first kill ever was at Mains. And I think it was a situation very similar to Jay where I was like, I was doing my little like 54 to 55 grind at Mains or whatever. I was doing something like that. And this guy just kept coming in a rotation just over and over and over again. And I was like, finally, I was like, dude, like go find a rotation. Stop coming into mine. And he just didn't respond. And I was like, all right, man, I'm going to flag up. And so I did like... I killed him, and then like two seconds later, like not even, I think there was a guild doing a guild mission at mains. All of a sudden, like four or five people just came out of the woodworks and oh. like flagged up on me, and I died. Oh. And I was like, "All right, well, I'm leaving now." So <laughs> it was like I didn't have a guild at the time. It was just me being a solo player, like playing the game for like two weeks. And I was like, "Okay, time to go. Not can't can't be here anymore." But uh, I I kind of missed the old catfishman level fifty because you would always you could always tell when other players because you would see their name go from green to white and be like oh there you go that's the guy right there that guy i can fight that guy he just hit level 50. <laughs> <laughs> um my experience is definitely a little bit different uh, i started at steam release too but my buddy and i my buddy note and i had basically sworn all right we're not going to do pvp we explored all of valencia we got all the way through it we were like level 56 and then uh i started on a on a dk and then I started playing Maywa, and I really enjoyed the Maywa, but we were both, like, super undergeared. So we're at Elric's, like, you know, five, six-shotting the mobs, like, sweating, trying to work our way through it. And this guy walks in, and no, I'll never forget, we're sitting in a Discord call together, and he just goes, hey, do you want to flag on that guy? And I was like, <laughs> oh, we've never done that before, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And we flagged up, and we just started screaming like barbarians in the discord call ran this guy down in this poor witch we literally pushed this witch against the wall and i've got i'm in tiger blade because i've i realized that was like the only way i could do damage was to just go tiger blade and i'm just wailing on him you know, with the melee <laughs> he's wailing on him with striker trying to hold him down and the guy's desperately trying to type in chat please no i'll leave i didn't mean it and then we killed him and it was like the best <laughs> it was like it was like i don't know if that guy ever played again but it was like the best oh. moment. <laughs> it's like the best moment ever. <laughs> like a couple weeks later, we joined our first Node War Guild and we were off to the races from there. Yep. 
Um, That's how it always starts. You get that little taste, and you're like, ooh. Oh, it was super juiced. Yeah, no, most so of my early people. Yeah, and then, like I said, I always, I always had that... Uh, the first time my guild came to help me, right? I was doing that guild mission, and then you yep. know, I found Verk standing over all those corpses, and I was, and I was like, man, I wanted to be that guy. Maybe, maybe you I know? flagged on you. Jesus Christ. Maybe maybe that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe did you grind at Elric Shrine? Did you grind at Elric Shrine? Because no, that's... I was, a, I was a mains Helm enjoyer. Dude, Helms was oh, a never. madhouse oh, back no. in the day. Uh, nah, I was at Elric's until about 58, 59, making hmm. six mil an hour. Woo! Um, because Saucens were where all the geared people went. Like, if you mm. all the real play, yeah, all the real players went to Saucens or or pirates. But I, I was new player. I didn't have a boat yet, so um, yeah, we I remember were the, relegated to Elrics. I remember the reason I did Helms was because of the ancient, um, what was it, the ancient necklaces and the whatever they were. You can melt the necklaces down for hearts and sharps. Oh, the so ancient like weapon every, every, Yeah, everybody would go do those for their their um their hearts and sharp so i just lived in the bottom mm -hmm. rotation of helms for like two months probably before i ever left i was like i'm stockpiling all these it was a good time i used to love fighting down there because it's a big circle with two ramps that like lead out of either side I so hated fighting if you, in helms, if, you ever, if you ever got in danger you would just like run up the ramp and like go up into the upper part of like helms and try to lose <laughs> the person then come back down <laughs> you're like ignore me I'm, I'm i'll be right back yeah no um i think that Honestly, I hated... Uh, so I used to grind the lower helms a lot because I saw Aeon Janus do it, and I was like, I'm going to do this. This is a, this is my thing. I'm a Dark Knight, too. I can do this. Um, I hated fighting there, though, because the mobs did a lot of damage down there. Oh, yeah. uh, and also, uh, they CC'd you a lot. Yep. But, like, the people that mm -hmm. flagged on me and stuff didn't know that. So, like, oh, yeah. I called it home field advantage, just like Shirakan Necropolis. Yep. Home field advantage. I just let Federick do all the work for me. It's like a, uh, it's like a Dark Souls invasion. Like sometimes exactly. you just, you, you just lead the, the the host to the mobs and let the mobs kill them. Right, uh, Armin. What was your first PvP kill? Um, shoot. Uh, How do you not know this? What, 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 what was you were it? in it was... Blitz a long time ago, but you had to have been in something nah, before that. That was my first. No, yeah. I mean I'm trying to remember because you got to realize I started the game, played during Steam launch for like two months, quit, mm -hmm. and then came back two years later. Oh wow, it was a two-year um, gap there. Yeah, so it's a two-year gap. So I'm trying to remember. It was like uh, <laughs> when I came back, I was in Nasty, and there were like some T1 guild, uh, and it was only like 30 of us. I remember that one. I think that before that one, it was like Shinsege or something like that. It was like a Korean name. It wasn't a Korean guild though. I think it was one of those two. Right on, uh, Jay. Your first PVP guild was um, Noto, right? Like you just joined a siege guild, right? Uh, no, it was no, um, Vertex. Yeah. Oh, you went to Vertex first, um, that's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you literally so went from about, like, no PvP guild. Guilds? No, this is his very first PvP guild. Didn't you just that go from no PvP one? and you I went from joined um, Vertex. the Ingenium, like the side, like Ingenius, which was the life skill portion of Ingenium. Right. Just like the casual side. And then I went to Vertex to uh, try and take advantage of the, the siege rewards that were changed to give like, you know, two, three bill worth of stuff. Hmm. That's when I started seriously thinking about it was when they offered something for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. Uh, and I was in muted uh, as my first PvP go for like all of a few days before I went to Legatum. And then you, you just went to Epidemic, right, Tiltus? And no, no, lived. no. I was, in, I was in Joker. 
Oh, I was yeah, in Joker. That's right. I was in Joker and Corrupt Yeah, you were first. in Joker. Because it was through Joker that I found Epidemic because we hated each other and had permadex on each other because we shared home servers. So we right. just fought all the time. Okay, yeah, Joker was a, Joker was a good time, but that was back in the days when you had to send workers to d- build the the node war zones. I I remember uh, I remember no. one of the no, like officers. No. I remember God, one of the officers no. coming to me and being like, "Hey, can we make you officers and you can send a worker out to this fort to help us build it?" And I was like, "Uh, sure." <laughs> Absolutely miserable. The dark ages. <laughs> the absolute dark ages. Um, so when you guys joined your early guilds, um, I assumed that you joined them for the community more than anything else, or was it just simply because they were a PVP guild? Armin? Uh, you just joined because in, your friends were in there? I, uh, so when I came back to BDO and I joined my first, like, actual PVP guild, which was Nasty, and then I joined Crawling Chaos after, but the Nasty one, which is, like, that one, I was in BA, I had, like, one tap, like, a Penzarka before I quit the game at the time. Hmm. Um, and I was just talking to some random guy. He saw I had a Penzuck. He was like, "Hey, you want to join our guild?" And then that's that's literally all it was. Oh, that's how you were recruited for T ones back then. You just went into the battle <laughs> arena and just looked for the Andes that were born in the battle yep. arena. Um. <laughs> all right. So, uh, looking at um, uh, new, like these new players coming to the game. Uh, most of them, there's a lot of them that actually try to make their own guild, which I, I don't know if you guys have ever been a part of like the new guild building experience. I think Tiltus has, uh, I'm not sure if Armin's actually been, uh, been through it before you have. Okay. So like, this is pretty miserable, right? Like most of what they're going to have to do is, uh, miserable. And what uh, the reason I wanted to touch on it is because the developers said they were going to change this like forever ago and it still has not been changed. (laughs) Right. No, nothing about the new guild experience has changed. So, like, what are some of the challenges? We'll go around. Uh, I'll start with Tiltus. Give me one of the challenges you think uh, that, like, a new guild uh, forming it's, is going to have to face. It's been so long since I've done this. Is the clan system even still a thing, or is it gone now? Technically, it's you still can, a thing, but yeah, no one say, does it. Yeah, okay. no, it's, I was going to say, that's where it, that was what I started with, was trying to recruit, like, what was it, like, 15 players to a clan to then make a guild, because it was, like, a process that you had to go through back in the day. So yeah. I don't even remember I don't even remember doing that. But I think the biggest part for new guilds right now is probably the, the guild skill system. Like, getting to a point where you've got all the necessary guild skills is such a huge hurdle if you come into a guild with zero skills at all, and you've got to rebuild everything from scratch. Yeah. It's miserable. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay, yeah, like uh, Jay, you ever been around for like the beginning of a guild? The beginning of a guild, um, kind <laughs> of. Like the the guild that I joined was fairly new, and I I honestly I honestly joined because I just uh, I saw them like posting in the world chat. They were just they were saying you know casual you know life skill guild, and then they there was just like you know a few people there, and I think the hardest part for them was just recruiting in general just like finding people yeah and so i i think for for newer guilds it's just the simple act of recruiting people will be the hardest part i think mm-hmm. yeah, especially at the start right because when you when mm-hmm. you first start out the guild shell only has 10 slots i think uh and mm-hmm. you just you have to do guild missions and you in order to have people on like you have to have three people online to do, to do a guild mission and you can only do small guild missions at the start mm-hmm. right because the xl mm-hmm. guild missions give you a lot of experience but you can only do small ones because you only have a few people in the guild um Mm. so you have to do a bunch of these small guild missions just to like 
um, expand the guild. It's it's to get points so you can literally expand the guild to 100 players. And at that point, like Jay said, trying to get... Hey, come, you almost you have to totally lie to them. <laughs> you have to totally lie to them. You're a complete scammer. Hey, super active community, join our guild, all buffs. You have none of that. You have no buffs, <laughs> active Discord, LOL. Like, like there's no one doing missions. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's yep. miserable. They jump in, and you just hope that they don't leave. Right? <laughs> like, like your, your goal is, like, you can go inactive. You could log out today and never log in again. What's important is you are a slot in the guild, and you count as a person. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, that yep. in my opinion, is one of the ugh, toughest things is trying to recruit people right at the start. Armin, do you remember some of the uh, the tribulations that you had trying to start a guild out? Um, I mean, honestly, I think the worst thing, even to this day, is just, like, uh, it's the guild skills and how tedious they are. I, I mean, I don't think it's even fun for no. anyone on to do it, right? No, not at all. And then even, let's say, they get past the guild skill point, and then they want to get into, like, more active things, like, let's say, when they want to start doing Nodors, this is why you don't really see new Nodor guilds, is yeah. uh, all the elephants and all this, you know, kind of BS you have to do is just... It's not really worth the time, and so most of the time nowadays, even if people leave a guild and they want to make a new one, you'll see they'll just pick up shells of old yep. guilds and use Correct. that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's honestly not worth it. And uh, what was it like the guild houses? I remember that to a vague extent, like how janky they are and everything. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just a terrible time. Yeah. So after you get through past the initial recruitment phase, so you expand the guild slots out. You get all your initial recruits. No, nobody's logged in in seventy-five days, but that's okay because you're cranking out all the guild missions yourself. And now you've got a rolling guild. You're starting to pull in a few active players and stuff. Um, and you're finally starting to get some guild skills together. You have some of the passives done. Uh, and if you're looking at PvP, like Armin said, um, you have to go look at making an elephant. And the process for making an elephant is literally one of the hardest things that players are going to do in the game. I think it's probably... Making a good T2 elephant with gear is probably... Mm, I'd say it's worth about 50 or 60 billion silver worth of current effort. Um, in my opinion, because you have to rent the guild house, which costs guild funds, by the way, that you don't have, uh, unless you know the tech, um, outside of Sangrain Bazaar and you like rent the Kadri guild house for like a million silver or something. Um, so you have to rent a guild house and then you have to go to Kadri ruins and grind Kadris for like hours and hours and hours to get the cadre tokens and then you have to go to the guild house and you have to manufacture all of this stuff not just cadre tokens but a bunch of random stuff that you get from nodes and different gathering all over the world and stuff so you have to use your own materials to make guild stuff which no one really wants to do even the gm doesn't want to do that stuff um <laughs> And you have to and manufacture in this thing overnight. And keep in mind, manufacturing in BDO means that you have process. It's processing, but it's not normal processing. Mm -hmm. It takes like 15 seconds per manufacture, like per make, right? And you have to do yep. it, I don't know, 2,500 times per elephant. Don't so like, forget that for every cadre token that you have, you, you as the single player have to have all the other materials because you cannot put those materials into the guild bank for somebody else to use them. So if yeah. you have 10,000 cadre tokens, congratulations, your ass is making 10,000 of the books. So, or however many it is, 2,000 of the books or whatever. It takes forever as a single player oh, yeah. to do that. I also Our remember, 
during that speaking of guild storage that uh during my first experiences some guy that like had just joined the guild like a week and a half ago or whatever took like a bunch of stuff out of the guild storage like you <laughs> it all and just dipped yep. oh my god you can still oh, do what? that yank yep you, you can, can still, still do that, do that. You can still, there, yeah, you can still yeah, do that there are terrorists in our community that will join and like they just empty your entire guild storage and then just drop guild and yep. just make off like a bandit with all of your stuff Awful. that they really can't use for like anything that they can't use for anything there's no there's basically no use for any of it outside and like it just uh, all guild items disappear from your inventory when you drop guild anyway so they're really just doing it like i said it's, yep. it's a terrorist act man it's brutal um so like yeah so you have to manufacture all of this stuff and you're the one that has to have all the components and you're wasting all of your afk and active time uh on it and then you finally have all the materials it gets done processing. You get this guild emblem in the in the guild storage. You pull it out. You walk up to the stable keeper. You redeem the elephant, and the thing is terrible because it is <laughs> RNG. It is RNG whether or not you get the yep. skills that you need. And there are no mount rerolls coupons for guild alleys. Do you have any idea how much money I would have dropped so quickly if they had guild <laughs> yeah. like mount exchange exchange coupons? I think <sighs> I've made. I think Gone. I've made around five elephants in my time playing BDO, being in leadership, and every single time I've made an elephant, it is the worst experience that I do in the game. And then the best part is you you go redeem the elephant, and it's got quick back and quick turn, and you're like, well, well, quick turn's actually good as long as quick you turn also is have... not good. But no. if you don't have charge or stop, exactly, you're just like, you... well, I'm fucked. I guess <laughs> I'll do it again. You want charge, four chop, and quick turn. Uh, yep. Quick turn is not a priority. Charge and four chop you absolutely need in a PvP guild. Your elephants must have those two skills. At least two of your three elephants need those three skills. Oh yeah, by the way, you need three of these. Three. So of like them. you. Yeah. <laughs> so the first Ellie comes out. It's terrible. You have to go back and do it again. So you have to do the whole process again until you get one with charge and four chop. Um, and once you finally be, have um... that one. Good. Would it be too strong if they just gave all of the skills to the elephants? No. That'd be too strong. No, then that even, would just like it would not even be close to too strong. It would it just would be just, like here. You want an no, elephant? Here is the yeah. elephant with all the skills. Yeah. Congratulations, no, Jay, you did it, it. It would literally just be fine <laughs> if they gave every elephant, yeah. guild elephant in the game. It would just make it a lot more skills. less stress, less stressful too. <laughs> yeah, at least then you get your guaranteed after wasting dozens mm. and dozens of hours of your time. Like, at least you're then you're guaranteed to have an elephant that's worth something. And by the way, again, we're not even done yet. Because if you have a tier two elephant with no gear on, you might as well be riding around on a camel. So, like, you actually, then you have to go back and you have to do the same stuff, but for the uh, the gear. Like, yep. the, the guild gear. Mm -hmm. And you have to, again, spend your own silver, like billions of silver, of your own stuff to make the gear and then enhance the gear just to put the gear on the elephant that you finally made after your third fifth. I mean, yeah, I think... Don't, um, don't forget you use memory fragments for that that gear as well. You, yeah, the really? player. Oh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You have to use I love your it. enhancement Jay. stacks, your enhancement material, your <laughs> memory fragments. <laughs> Jay's yeah, never done it. He's like, as someone no, that's never contributed never to my guild experience, <laughs> um, sure. I would not know that. The, that elephant <laughs> gear and stuff as well, it can also be stolen if someone dishes oh. your guild. Yeah. Is that true? Oh yeah, my if the, gosh. If the gear is not on the elephant, because I think only officers can take gear on and off elephants. Yeah, but, but yeah. I've seen officers dip with oh, it. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. And we've had, I mean, yeah, we've seen some crazy stuff in the BDO history of guilds. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys remember Vertex, right? 
There's a reason that Vertex today has no vowels in it. Um, the original Vertex, V-E-R-T-E-X, um, really big siege guild, really powerful. And then one day, they took a castle in Valencia, and the GM just mental boomed. He just lost it. He kicked every single person from the guild and nuked it. Um, and then took the payout for himself, by the way. He literally kicked everybody from the guild, what? took the payout for himself, and when then did just that nuked the guild down. That was a long time ago. Um, what was it? Uh, that, something like that happened somewhat recently, like within the last like two years. I remember seeing the clip where it was like the middle of Node War, and some officer just lost that, it and yes. just kicked seventy five oh, people in the middle of who war. Who was that? Oh I my don't goodness! That was a that was such a funny clip though. I remember cackling watching. It that. was Madaya Siege, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I I'm forgetting the what the name. name. No, I remember it. Yep. It's like, ah, I forget what the name of the guild was. Oh, um, Snapchat? Snapchat. That's Snapchat. exactly yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah it was Snapchat. Yeah. Um, I remember because they had an Instagram photo was their, their guild icon. And their name was Snapchat. And the dude, just like one of the officers, just said, you know what? You wouldn't, like he asked to have one of his friends join the guild, and they said no. And so the natural human response to that is to kick 75 people from the guild and steal as much stuff from you can, as you can. I remember and then listening to the comms as it was going on, and it was just like pure oh God, panic dude. and chaos. Oh my God, it was a disaster, dude. But this is why, like, this is why you just promote everyone. This is why our guild system just needs to be updated, right? Because right now you just promote everyone to officer when they join. You just give them officer. And then that cannot yep. happen. The only people that can kick officers is like the GM uh, and himself, advisor and the advisor. Yep. Right? So, like, you don't have That's to worry about that as is. much anymore. Epidemic right. is 80, well, 80 officers right now and five sprouts. So. Well, that's yeah, exactly. That's how it works, man. You just, like, nobody wants to join a PvP guild and then have to ask for a deck every single time they they want to yep. do something, right? Like, oh my God, I, that would be a deal breaker for me. Um, so, anyway, like, the, so we have the guild elephants, recruitment, trying to get all the points together. And by the way, the points is just a never ending saga until you hit like eight or 900 guild points. Uh, yep. And then you finally have the points that you need to actually have a guild. And then, like, I would say, honestly, these good guild shells, like Armin was talking about, um, like, you, you can't really make your own guild anymore without a tremendous amount of effort, as we just explained. So you, you usually pick up other people's guild shells and stuff. Those are very valuable. Guild yep. shells and BDO are extremely valuable. Um, like, I have, like, like we have this, the old dismantled shell is now reforged and then because we just recycled mm -hmm. it. Because, again... Why start from scratch when you already have all three Ellie's mm -hmm. done and everything? Um, and then reassembled is the old Legatum shell. Um, and I'm the caretaker for that. So, like, yeah, I mean, the guild shells are just invaluable. And I don't think they should really be that valuable, man. Like, we have all these new players joining the uh, game. And I guarantee you there's going to be a, a decent portion of them that try to make their own guilds. And they're going to quit because they just can't get involved. Plus, there's no guides. Right? You're oh, just yeah. going in. You have you no idea. Yellow. Yeah, Hopefully there's... there's a grumpy green guide somewhere that you can look at for <laughs> something. Right. It's actually insane. Um, so anything else we want to touch on um, with the guild system? I kind of wanted to just go over that and some of the troubles. How much that... would you price a guild show? Oh, well, like that if depends. You sell are it? you talking about? Yeah, if you're, are you talking are about a... money? Or are you talking <laughs> we're, about? We're talking. Oh, no. We're talking in a theoretical situation here. Yes, as Jake and VT, you heard him. 
No, no. You heard him. Shaytun BT, B before the T. Delphi, this is you. Asking how many U.S. dollars. A fully stacked elephant, bro. Like all three. Full guild shell, everything. Yeah. Easily like 300 bill. I mean like. 300 bill? What? 300 bill is low ball. I was thinking like 500. You think more? At least 500. That is pretty low. I was I was thinking like yeah I, I mean I could I would even yeah. pay more yeah, yeah I would joking. there is not amount there's not an amount of silver I wouldn't pay I would just I start mean, selling just, gear the I would not sheer even joking. amount like, of time you got to remember that like guild shells don't like pop up overnight these are things that people have worked on for years, years to years get to time. where it is correct like this is not like it's hard to put a monetary value like, on that stuff because it is like it's a process and it, the thing is it always starts out with a group of like five people that are really dedicated to doing it and they slowly build it up over time and then two years later they have a fully functioning guild you know all the guild yeah. shells that we have now i mean even legatum shell i mean legatum is from forever the server ago. merge ancient, yeah ancient. yeah i mean yeah. legatum is ancient history so i mean like it's rare i mean the corrupt corrupts had the same guild since 2016 i mean that's yeah. how old that guild is so right. maybe um, even older than that so yeah i think um yeah at least 500 bill um, and in At terms least. of USD wise, um, theoretically, <laughs> um, since Jaycoon asked, Jaycoon VTV for the T, not blue. Me answering his question: three elephants, all guild skills. The disclaimer: everything. I, I mean, I don't know. I would. Oh man, I don't know uh, if I could honestly I put a value on it. It's worth more than any one account is probably going to yeah. be worth, right? Not that you would ever want to sell any any of those either. Um, but like thousands of dollars USD. Mm. I mean, because you're talking about, again, like to get the guild skills themselves, you're talking months of work every single day, all 10 missions every single yep. day for at least six to seven months. Um, and that's after doing all the recruitment and then working on the elephants and everything else that has to go into it, right? Um yeah, that's that's gotta be thousands of USD uh, if someone were gonna mm. sell one of those. But usually, yeah, fortunately, it's time gated. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, mm. people just hand them around in the BDO community because we only have a finite number of these things, and it should yep. not be mm. this way. My, there's all of this to say that this all this is all ancient relics that the developers need to change, right? So, yeah. um, okay, let's move to our next topic. One of the big reasons we have Armin here: Arena of Solaire Season Three. It's here. It's happening. Uh -huh. Armin's finally playing actively again. He's come out of hibernation. True, true. <laughs> he found the one. milk and the that's cigarettes true. he counted. Oh God, Armin, I I know that you're excited about it. But what's your most excited? What, like, what are you most? What were you most excited about for AOS season three? Just like I have stream content again. Um, I don't know. Open world. Like, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I was like looking at the season. I was like, man, four months gone, dude. There's got to be some prime content content coming around. And then, uh, you know, Festa comes out. I'm like, I'm waiting for it, waiting for it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, we're releasing three new maps. Let's go on to the next subject. All right, man. <laughs> that's that's literally all it is. I I mean. Honestly, I, it's it's basically the same as last season. Yeah, um, it's identical as far as I can tell. The, the 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 only thing I'm excited for is AOS is back. I mean, outside of that, there's nothing like this well, season. They made the yeah. rewards worse, if anything. So wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. how are the rewards <laughs> worse? 
Last time they were giving like, oh, if you're rank one on your class during like this week, you get special stuff. They don't even have that this time around. From what well, I know. they might add it. Um, uh, maybe. I don't mean, I don't know. The, during the event. We'll see. Uh, how do you but, feel about uh, the, the yeah. new maps? Are you excited about any, the uh, new maps? I know you hate one in particular, but like. Much worse than last season, in my opinion. Really? Uh, I, I no think way. I liked I liked all the maps from previous, like Olin's, you know, all those. They're much better. This season's maps always have have some kind of issue. Bamboo has performance issues. The house map, I fell asleep fighting two casters and a Megu. They just sat on the rooftop the whole time. Um, the, the solid yeah. seven thousand damage games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else do we have? We have that we have that DP buff map. And like on that one, the frame rate is fine, but then you run into the issue of the DP buff spawn so early that whoever gets it just wins the fight because there's only one. Yep. At least on the Ruins of Soul map, you had two. So you could split up and like, you know, guarantee one on one end and one on the other. This one's just like, okay, you win or lose. I had a nightmare where they added a flame buff to that map. Um, no, not, I'm not joking. He's yeah, not, not joking. Not joking, by the way. I literally woke up in a cold sweat. I was like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's yeah, not, not here not yet. Check the, patch uh, Check the patch notes. Um, and then, uh, what, what's the map I'm missing? I'm missing one. Uh, there's the Maywa Blossom map. Oh yeah, on the Maywa block on that map, uh, I can't see anything on the top thirty percent of my screen because all the trees block my vision. Trees. <laughs> uh, zoom in. That's so, true. Yeah, I didn't zoom even in think for say it, that. Yeah. I'm leaving. I just kind of dealt with it. I was Jay's like, God, look how pretty they are. one. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, it's PvP. so pretty though. Like the falling zoom in. Trees, the blossoms. Play in first person. I kind of like the. I kind of like the field map. Um, yeah, but, I mean that's the only oh, the map where I'd be yeah. like, yeah, like this map's not bad. But the that's... plateau's the plateau's cool just because there's there's no super gimmick with it. I mean there is a buff that spawns relatively early on that map, but it's it's one of those just like okay, go go smack against each other as three and you know hope for the best. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of maps that I think people like to play where you know it's a lot down to you're actually interacting with your mm. opponents and mm. like your, your skill set on the care on your carrot class and. Things like that, and then I and think your, PA just your awareness too. Yeah, and I think PA mm -hmm. just wants to keep on doing things that, frankly, no one likes. You know, so I don't know. Well, I not, I not like, a big fan of this season. I I actually like the fact that they're changing the maps up. I do like that oh, because that's pretty standard. That's pretty standard. Yeah. Starcraft mm -hmm. Two had the same thing. There was always like ranked would come in, and then there'd be this whole new map pool. Um. For stuff and it was cool because you know you hated some maps and you liked other maps and it kept it interesting um i would like to like honestly i don't think aos lasts long enough and i know armin's probably mm -hmm. yes absolutely he's be permanent but like i <laughs> uh armin do you think it should be permanent do you think it should just I be think around this mode should be permanent um ranked mode like i'm fine with ranked mode taking like a one month two month break that gives me a one month two month break where i'm not forced to play it for this many hours a day to maintain my rank but uh, practice mode being permanent, man. My, some dude, I love hopping on practice oh, yeah. mode at like 1 a.m. and queuing up and shooting the shit with the boys, you know. So uh, I don't true. see any reason it shouldn't be around, especially if they're not going to release any single form of new edition or content between map, like <clears throat> outside bring, of the map, or bring back something old. <clears throat> yeah, you know, like while, while AOS is down. Yeah. What if? Okay. 
Um, I'm <laughs> I curious. think I've said that every time we talk about Arena. Yeah, so no, we, it's, it, it, it's almost like there's a game mode that they could rot rotate in that everybody yeah. would love. Rotating game modes would be awesome, but hear, hear me out on this. Instead of just rotating game modes, what if, like, do we think that 3v3 is necessarily the best format for AOS? What if, like, for two months yes. it was 3v3, and then another month it was 1v1, and then another month it was 2v2, and then another month it was 5v5? Um, Armin, how do you feel about those different matchups? I know they're very, very dynamic. I have my own opinions on them, but I'm curious. How do you feel about, like, 5v5s versus, like, 1v1s, adding more or less people? Uh, I think that... 3v3 is kind of like the perfect number because the second you go, let's say you go down, let's say you do a 1v1, right? Yeah. The 1v1 turns into a, a, a matchup where it is purely about your class, right? right? Like it is purely like if I am playing a worse class than him, I'm just going to lose. There's nothing I can do to outplay him. Meaning like the top of leaderboards is you're just going to see tamers and rangers and that's basically going to be it uh, for over oh, a while. Maybe some rat classes here and there. Um, I'm getting a phone call right now. Oh, you're good. Any <laughs> no, 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 Bad you're good. I'll, I'll transition it over to Tiltus. Give Tiltus, me. what do you like? Oh, what, what do you think that like one v ones, two v twos, five v fives, four v fours? Do you think that that would be viable as like AOS think... game modes? I don't think they're viable as AOS game modes per se. I think they would be nice additions to have maybe for fun, like just a practice, you know, one v one where I can queue and duel somebody. Um, I. 2v2s could be like interesting but you'd I, if you're doing 2v2s you got to make it to where you can you can even do ranked with a buddy and just make it ranked duos and just let me queue in with one of my friends and have fun because that would be way more enjoyable uh 5v5 would be fun but i feel like you're starting to get away from like the th the feel that aos has right now because right now it's a lot about communication where it's like all right if i'm if everybody kind of breaks into their own 1v1s and you have three separate 1v1s going on and one person gets a CC, there's immediate communication that's like, this guy's knocked, I'm pinging the fuck out of him, everybody dive bomb this guy right now. And if that guy does a V or doesn't have V, then he's toast. And that's kind of the dynamic. So if you were to move it to 5v5, I mean, you're looking at like three people, four people just dogpiling one guy right off the start to immediately swing it to a numbers game. So it's 3v3 keeps it aware, like, as long as you're standing... For the most part, you're okay. You're not going to die standing in AOS with a 3v3, even if you get dogpiled. If you're knocked, you're you're toast if you don't V and there's three people on you. But, um, hello. I mean, I'm an awakening back. witch. I'm nice. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> I would like to discuss your comment about not dying from standing. Um, <laughs> that, when you were mentioning, I, I, beat um, you, I beat you at class, dude. I'm sorry. My bad. God. Uh, Jay. When you were mentioning a 1v1s, that reminded me of there was this like really fun tournament that I was watching um, that we all watched. I think it was in 21, 2021 or 2022, but it was the best in class tournament where you would just fight your own class. And maybe <laughs> that would work better as a 1v1. That, that would um, work option. better. But, yeah. Um, it would work I, better. I think but I people think, get yeah. bored mm -hmm. eventually, right? People would get bored. Mm. I actually would love to see the best, uh, the best in class tournament come back again. Mainly because last time Armin was sitting mm. on the desk, and I know, <laughs> I know that this man is watching the ninjas going. I can beat this guy. I can beat this guy. I can beat this. This is, <laughs> this is my, this is my tournament. Armin, if the best in class tournament comes back, I assume that you're gonna want to just that you're all in on that. Uh, depends on how much PA pays me to cast again, but we'll oh. see. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> man. At the end of the day, I would uh, I'd rather take some IRL gains and uh, a monetary or like a title. 
He said, I'll chase the bag. It's all right. That is yeah. fair. I respect it. Yeah, that is that is fair. I respect it. They probably do pay uh, pay a pretty penny for that. Um, yeah, I don't think 1v1s work super well as a game mode. I think that 2v2 would be interesting, but the problem is if you get paired with an Awakening Witch or like a Shy or something, you're basically just fucked. Um, yeah, so 2v2 is still a bit too class-based in my opinion. Right. Yeah, you could have Striker Mystic against Wizard Witch or something, or against Dark Knight Witch, and you're just doomed. It would be fun if you could do it as a like duos, like rank Q together and do two v twos, and that was what you know was expected. Is all right, I'm gonna go find my partner, and we're gonna go do two v twos together. That would be, I think, a lot more fun. That would be uh, more enjoyable. I agree. Yeah, because then you can then then you could like flex around too it's like all right well today i want to play i want to play my tagged character so i'm gonna i'm gonna play you know like valk or something like that and my partner's like okay well i'm gonna match your class and then you can kind of theory craft off of each other with what you're bringing in but if it's solo queue into duos like nah you miss me with that i'm not i'm not doing that uh i was i was actually gonna go all in on aos this time and decided not to after i got like eight or nine games in i was like the, the by the end of my 10th game i was like i hate this because like I had gotten high enough in Elo that everyone I'm fighting like Cho and stuff, and I'm like they just run me down, dude. I'm an Awakening Witch, man. I'm just dead. Like I, I, I felt miserable, so I tried to audible my build. Um, I was like, all right, well, what if I just go full tank? They grab me. What if I go full yep. damage? They grab me. What if I go hybrid evasion? Oh my god, they grab me. And if just I run, them back. <laughs> nah, if I run full grapple resist, then my biggest problem with this is they've given people the ability to run full grapple penetration on yep. all of their oh. stuff. So grab resist means nothing. Like result, like grab resist really means almost nothing. Not blue, 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 blue. Don't tell me you're uh, you're a resist enthusiast. No, <laughs> oh, I, no, believe me. I okay. The only reason I try. <laughs> Please, please. No, resistances, I think, I think resistances. Be careful with your words here. Exposed, okay. exposed. I think that resistance, I know, Frosty's like, load the guns, boys. Um, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that in AOS, I was like, all right, I just keep getting run down by warriors. You know, I'm getting run down by the grab classes. I'm going to try the grab resist. So I put on all this grab resist and nothing changed. But like, I've always had the opinion that grabs are like a crutch. In BDO, I've always had that. Um, I've been just get better, and then you won't get CC'd, and then you Spoken can run like more a damage. True DK player. Yeah, and then you can just run more damage. But like, I do think that like certain classes, like Awakening Witch, are just man, they just really struggle, man. Like, there's only so much you can do. I agree. I agree. Um, to try to get around what, okay, two warriors what about for in a certain set. classes. You know, how, like you can customize your gear, right? You were just talking about customizing. What if for certain classes you had access to other types of gear, and let's say that other type of gear. For Awakening Witch, you had the Tebek necklace as an option. God, Did please you... no. Okay. Just for the wit, just for like certain classes, like for Shire okay. and for Witch, for for, our, you know. <laughs> yeah, for our listeners that don't know, the Tebek, the Tebek necklace didn't ultimately get introduced to the game, right? Um, mm -hmm. and it's it was this conceived this necklace <laughs> that like if you got grabbed or you got CC'd in any way, you could just click this button and it activated an active where you are no longer CC'd, they are CC'd. Um, and someone at the Pearl Abyss uh, honestly probably got fired for even coming up with that idea. Um, <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, they introduced it and it was so vehement. I've never seen everyone so unified uh, in their response 
to that. Like, oh, like, like, what if I was just bad and I could just hit a button and then you were bad and then I wasn't bad anymore? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, the main problem with that thing is just like it just screws over melee classes to an infinite extent. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Meanwhile, like a range class just doesn't get punished as a result. That was just the yep. main issue. That is well. <laughs> Honestly, as an awakening witch, I was like, I strictly profit from this <laughs> item. I, I, I strictly <laughs> profit from this item, but I was still against it because it's just not fair. I mean, I mean like, awakening witch is, but the, I, I wanted to go hard on AOS, but I have to play succession if I'm going to do it. And I really don't want to get that sweaty and I'm never going to be belly, so just give up now. Um, but like, I just feel like some classes just are built around the fact that they, you have to grab them. That's just how they're designed. Awakening Witch can stand in solid protection for basically... I could just keep rotating super armor with massive AoE and damage with all the support in the world. The consequence is I'm standing very still so you, you can grab me, right? Like, And so in a, in a small focus like that, in a 3v3, uh, it does have its challenges. And so, like, I I, I don't know. Uh, Armin, what are you, what's your... Like, I tried the resistances. What's your take on resistances? Like, I know that Frosty wants them just flat out removed from the game. I think that that would have negative connotations that we haven't considered yet. But what's your opinion on resistances altogether? Resistances are a really toxic mechanic because it gives advantages to the more experienced player rather than the worst player, in my opinion. Because if you look at it this way... Let's say I'm a new player starting the game and I'm fighting a guy that's been playing this game, PvPing for like three years. If, if he's running a full resist build and I'm running a full resist build, which is basically the season of AOS, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, if is I only get really? one chance... Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. It's literally a... <laughs> uh, if I only get one chance of CCing him because, you know, he's a better player than me and in, the, in that one chance he resists me, well, then I'm just going to lose. Meanwhile, as a worse player... That good player is going to have like 5 to 10 chances to CC me. And so as a result, the resistance just end up benefiting him more than they do for me. Sure, like you might end up getting saved by him in that 1 in 5, but if you're only, if you're missing that one chance you ever get to CC that guy cuz he's just a better player then it doesn't really benefit you. That's why you see like pretty much all, all the top players in AOS right now, we all just run resist because um you're, you just, uh, you have no real counterplay to it. Um, so that's just my opinion. I think any mechanic like that where you're clearly, you know, playing better or you get a CC opportunity on your opponent and they mess up and you're just getting screwed over by RNG and maybe they have a bit more luck than you, it's it's not really enjoyable for either party. You know what I mean? Well, and, my, favorite, my favorite thing uh, right now yeah. is the, the second CC. Yeah. I feel like I'm Miss on the ground for like eight seconds at a time. I feel like the I feel like the two second CC system is a joke. I'm counting Mississippi over here, and and I am and I am on the ground for eight Mississippi's. Like it is ridiculous. Um, That's usually because most people uh, build ignore resist in AOS for their secondary CC, so like a knockdown or something. They'll like stack uh, ignore res on top of it because hate... that's the only they have to do it right. You know, you know, yeah. you're forced to. So what? Yeah. So the option here is what? You just remove resistances from the game. I mean, then... I think you do that, and then you, if there is classes that struggle too much as a result in PvP, like let's say Witch or something, as a, you know, as a result of that change, then you give them proper balance to like uh, compensate for that. You give them the Tebek necklace, right? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Put the gun down, Jay. But yeah, I, I mean, I think thinking... I think that's healthy game design. 
Well, yeah, opinion. I'm thinking of Succession Corsair um, mm -hmm. right now. So, like, if you oh, remove Resistance... I think resistance... one of the worst, worst design yeah. classes in the game, without a yeah! doubt. Yeah! Dude, Ooh. what? No, absolutely. Okay, well, why you explain why you think it's the one of the worst design classes with regard to Resistance like this, and then I can follow mm -hmm. up on it. I mean, your entire gameplay is based off you praying to, to fucking Allah. Don't grab Inshallah, me. I don't get grabbed don't right grab now. Like, don't grab me. Like, like, that's basically your gameplay loop. I, I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's fun for the Corsair player, nor is it fun for the player fighting him. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So currently, uh, for those listeners who are not aware, um, Succession Corsair, when it first came out, and still currently, has a passive that gives it, like, 80% grapple resist um, when it's using some of its skills. It gets a lot of grapple resist when it's using some of its skills. But then later down the road, they changed the resist system um, kind of on its head. So then you could stack up to 80%. All right, so originally you could only have 60% um, resist in PvP no matter what, but you could overstack it so that if they had penetration in any way, you could use that overstack to kind of deal with that. So if a warrior, for example, had 40% grab resist and you were running 100% grab resist, you would still have 60% overall grab resist in PvP, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So now you can have 80% resist in PvP, but you cannot overstack. So if you have 185% grab resist, you only have 85% grab resist. And if a warrior has 20% uh, penetration, on your 185% grab resist, you still only have 60% grab resist in PvP. So the problem with this, um, I know that was a little complicated, but the problem with this is that Succession Corsair as a class requires you to hold still for seconds at a time with big, long, super armored damaging skills, um, which leave you prone to grabs, which is why it has the grapple resist passive. Well, since it can't overstack the percentage anymore, People can just run grab penetration and just immediately grab the Corsair out of every single skill that it does. And if it doesn't grab the Corsair, the Corsair has won the the raffle. Um, <laughs> and that that is basically how the class was designed. So, like, I think that they would have to majorly rethink most of the game's mechanics for Succession Corsair, uh, Succession Nova even, uh, Witch, Awakening Witch for sure. Uh, and a few of the other classes in the game that basically are relatively immobile, um, they'd have to completely rework those classes in some way. And I'm not really certain how they might do that, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, but looking over, like, Armin, honestly, I, it looked like the Q system. I want to talk about the Q system for a few minutes. It looked like the Q mm -hmm. system was a little bit better this year. Like, well, I yes, don't know. It's... I agree. I agree. Okay, so yeah. So why do you think it's better? Is it just because the queue times are shorter, or are you getting people that are closer to you in ELO? So, or basically, how it felt for me my first season was uh, I ended up getting like 300 MMR above people, and I had to wait uh, in a six-hour queue time for multiple days in a row just to get a game, and I would basically only be able to play one to two games a day. Um, they changed it during season two. They're like, okay, sorry about that. Um, now we're going to expand the range of the ELO. And then season two, it's like, oh, now I'm getting a game pretty quickly, like after five minutes. But then I'm hopping into games with like people that are 800 MMR below me. And then they're not having a fun time in the game because, you know, uh, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but I mean, <laughs> he's saying just... that he was way better. <laughs> I was, it's not just that. It's like. I would, if we lost, let's say I lost while I was on their team, then they would get a minus 35. 
when like oh, because like oh, I was supposed to carry God. I was supposed to carry but like I wasn't able to do well so then they just get punished for me playing bad and I don't think that's fun either um but this season this season they changed it up they're like okay for the first two minutes of your queue time we're going to prioritize people in your elo range and as time expands then we'll expand it down and now it's a lot better where like Okay, if I want to just get into a game as fast as possible, I'll keep sitting in queue and we'll see what happens. Maybe I get in a game with people at lower elo. If I want to guarantee I get in a higher elo game, I'll queue for 20 minutes and I'll just keep resetting my queue timer every two minutes. Uh, so that way I can ensure I'm in like a proper elo game. So I think it's a good system nowadays. It gives a bit more option. Um, a lot of people seem happier with it, especially both at higher elo and lower elo. So low elo players aren't, you know, getting screwed over. So I think it's a good okay. thing. Yeah, no, better. that makes sense. That that, that makes sense. Um, you know, Jay, you haven't been able to talk very much. Hi. Have you done AOS at all, oh, Jay? I, I've been watching a lot of people do AOS. <laughs> I actually, um, so I've been seeing a lot of concerns from people about sort of like class stacking and what i mean by that is you know there's potential of the same class to be in your party like maybe like you got two shies or something and so i've been seeing a lot of concerns about that um so i would say i don't know if i were to make a change is maybe don't have that <laughs> dude fighting I'm that fighting double warrior striker was like double the worst warrior. experience <laughs> of my entire life like i was just doomed there was nothing i could do um i agree Double classes oh, on the actually, same team is ridiculous. Um, one other thing that I saw that was very interesting is that I, w I went around some different streams, um, like C servers, uh, EU servers, and asked them, hey, could I see some of the rankings for some certain classes? Like, who's who's at the top, right? And there was, on EU, there's there's shies over there with, like, 2,000, 2,100 ratings. And on, oh, on yeah. A, it's just at 1,600. And I'm oh like, what God. are they doing over okay, there? So, so yeah, that's because there is both insanely good shies in EU. Uh, keep, yeah. I've played a lot of EU. Uh, oh, really? Insanely good shies in EU. And um, there is, like, two Russian shies that play on EU from Russia that are insanely good. Insanely good. Oh. To the point where, like, if I was going to play in a tournament, like a like an AOS tournament, like a TwitchCon again or something, I and those guys could be on my team, I would put them for my competitive team. Like, they, they're crazy good. So, wow. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Shai's, Shai's yeah. very good. Okay, yeah, right, and Shai's, that's funny, because I, I, I remember the first season of AOS, everyone thought that they were griefing. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nowadays, they're just better versions of Witch. <laughs> Uh, I... <laughs> the buffs kind of go crazy. They, the they let your party have multiple BSRs per match, right? Something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's not region. like the thing that makes like it so OP. Because the buffs are super nice, right? But ultimately, you end up in a two v three. It's the mm -hmm. fact that like they can do the marking reagent or whatever, and you can see where people V two. And, uh, oh, the Rabam, right? Yeah, and they'll like bubble people's Vs so that when they come out of the V, Hold they can't up. get killed or CC. Oh, yo, what? <laughs> no, or, like way. if somebody Vs on top it's of them, the like an enemy, they'll bubble them so they're stuck in there, and when they come out of V, they're guaranteed to die. There's a lot of a lot of crazy tech that I've Ooh. seen those guys do. That is sick. Do no, they stream? I, I want to watch them. them. Yeah, none of no, them stream. You know, none of them. None of them stream. Man, How do you know in shambles right now. <laughs> I, oh, you played them. against them. I, I've, I've oh, fought you, with oh. them and against them. Yeah, I played played with them a lot. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's insane. Um. Okay, and so like, 
what are some of the best classes that we've experienced in PvP or in AOS so far? Um, I, well, Armin, we'll put you last. Uh, Tiltus, Hello. what do you think? Strongest classes. Um, so I haven't played since earlier last week, but I know that my least favorite thing to deal with was fucking still Zerkers. I hate them on DK so much. I can't stand them. Really? I fought on a Mystic, DK? and that thing fell over. Yeah, on DK. It's hard to CC them, and if you stand still for too long, they'll grab you. So you have to just... I don't play suck, bro. I'm Awakened. My animations I, yeah, are Yeah, I get that. You're even... It's even stronger. I, I don't know. I felt like Awakening DKs were pretty solid against Zerger. Um, uh, it's just that it, it depends on if you land the CC. It's just... It's one of those things where it's like I can't greet with my skills because if I stand too stand still for too long, a Zerker will grab me, and I, I, hate, I hate that so much. I can't stand... I, I have, like... You remember Max... I still have like war flashbacks of Max just running at me and grabbing me out of my skills. It makes me so mad. So I just I have a mental block against Zerkers. I hate them. Um, Jay, I know, like Jay, do you have like I don't I, I don't think you've played it. All. Have you seen something that looks OP to you? Yeah, actually, I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, crazy awakening novas like running around, and they're just like I don't know what they do, but <laughs> they just keep killing people instantly. Accelerate. Um, I've only yeah, really they seen accelerate two or three yeah. of those. Yeah. Um, I respect people that play Awakened Nova, though. It's a little bit different for me. The biggest standout class for me that I have seen on the ladder so far has been Awakening Draconia this season. Like, I've... Mm. Uh, there's... I don't know, man. I feel like I've got them in every match, and they feel so mm. strong. Their damage is good. They've got excellent mobility, plenty of iframes. It just feels really powerful. Um, and then I think Zerker is really strong as well. Um, but I think Draconia is really the big standout for me. Armin? All right. What do you think? What's LP this season? <laughs> you want me to just give you my top five? Just give it to me. Yeah. Uh, number one, Awakening Drac. Let's go! Number I nailed one. that! Let's yeah. do it! Number one. <laughs> uh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Number two is Awakening Nova. Um, number three... Uh, this is where it gets a bit tricky. Uh, I'd probably put... Shy or... Uh, what was the other one? One sec, one sec, one sec. I'm pulling up. I had I made a tier list for this. <laughs> Awakening Witch. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where is Awakening Witch on that tier list? Uh, uh, she's she, she yeah. straight. At, I, I okay. Unironically, though, there was an Awakening Witch that like saved my life with the group teleport. I got CC. Oh, I've done yeah, that, that before. That, that skill is yeah. so good. Really that good. Is so good. Houston, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. Until you get bubbled by Shy. I mean, I haven't, oh, funny enough, I haven't <laughs> ran into a single shy on NA. Not a single one. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't I actually found one a couple last season. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm going to re reiterate the list just a little bit. Uh, okay. Number one, I'd put uh, Awakening Nova. Number two, Awakening Valk. Number three, Awakening, or sorry. Hmm. Did I say Awakening Nova first? Sorry. Awakening yeah. Drac. Awakening yeah, Valk. Awakening Nova. Uh, shy. And then five is just kind of in the air. You could put like Suck Mewa or Suck Ninja or... Um, even like awakening hash fair. That one's just kind of in the air. Okay, how do yeah, you feel that's my top five? How do you feel ninja does in general? For I like you're obviously a little biased, but for your average ninja player, do you feel like it's it's strong in AOS? I feel like ninja's probably pretty good in a three V three. Uh for the average ninja player, no. I think most average ninja players they think it's good. But like I think most of them do struggle because you have to have a decent amount of experience to some extent to like not 
to, to, they're to not get, Armin. So. I don't know. I don't know. No, no. It's not like, <laughs> that. like there's a lot of other ninja players that do insanely well. Don't get me wrong. Oh, really? But it's oh. like um, I don't know. We we just kind of flop on the floor sometimes. It's called mm. the ninja classic. I where love. Where you just focus the ninja yes. and then he'll flop. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. ninjas because they are inevitably super unprotected. So I just stand there on my witch and I just throw out skills and eventually the idiot does something wrong and he dies. Um, yeah. it, like. It, one of the easiest matchups for me, unless the ninja is super experienced. Uh, if I just yeah, avoid the yeah. grab, they're just they're just dead. Um, That's basically was, how it is. It's like if he plays well, then he's scary. If he doesn't play well, it's just a free kill. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. feel like that's a ninja probably plays very similar to DK, where it's it's more about your knowledge of what your opponent's doing rather than what you're doing. Yeah, and then it's also about knowledge of like where do I need to be at any given moment. Yep. Like. Cause I'm not, I'm not looking to one v one you. That's not, that's not my thing. I'm looking to be on the side and catch you, or I'm looking to sniff your V or do those kind of things. Like it yep. plays very differently, and that's, I think, uh, what makes it challenging. You explained it perfectly. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? Uh, there's a lot of hate out there for Awakening Ranger. Do you, how do you yep. guys feel about Awakening Ranger again? Armin, will do you last just to see? Cause I want to see <laughs> Jay. Jay, how do you Hi. feel about Awakening Ranger and PvP in general? I know you can't really speak on ALS experience. Awakening Ranger. Well, what I can tell you is that at Olin's Valley, I we knew actually he do a lot of single target VR. I knew he was going to be like, well, in TV. They do really well at Olin's Valley. So um, I don't know if that translates to AOS uh, in terms of single target, but... I can rely on them at Ellen's. <laughs> uh, they don't pass. die. Um, <laughs> Celtis, how do you feel Awakening Ranger? Ban. ban them. Give me an AOS ban, ban and I'll ban them. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Awakened Ranger is probably the single one of, of the single worst select. DK matchups that you can possibly have, especially on Awakening, because all they'll do is they'll just flip around you and wait for you to go on a long <laughs> animation, and then they'll grab you, and you're done. And you can't CC them, you can't do anything, you don't even chip damage them. They're just like... I'm hopping around, and here you're doing a long animation. Here, I'm, you're grabbed now. Goodbye. I don't know, um, man. I don't know. I'll be honest. I think it's just the same thing as Ninja. And my opinion is the same thing as Ninja, because, like, if they're bad, I'm just going to run that kid. That dude is dead. There's, like, nothing he's going to be able to do. But if they're really good, like, if you're fighting flannels, obviously the dude's playing on another level. It's going to feel like, well, if I put too much pressure on him, then I'm just going to die. And if I don't put enough pressure on him, then he's going to kill me, and I'm dead. Um, so the class can feel very oppressive, but I do feel like it's a very skill-based thing, uh, a lot like Ninja. Armin, what's your take on Awakening Ranger? You hate him? Uh, I mean, I just hate him because they're good into my class, but in, uh, <laughs> in AOS, it's not really the scariest class, in my opinion. Like, it's really annoying to deal with, but, mm. uh, especially because it has so much damage. Like if it, if he gets you on the ground, he'll kill you. Like uh, it's it's super scary. But I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. the The thing is about Ranger. There's not a lot of people that play it. Like um, it, at least on Ninja, you kind of have that that weeb appeal. So a lot of people play it, resulting <laughs> in more players. The, so the Naruto appeal. You're gonna have more good players on the class. So it's kind of like a bit different. But on Awakening Ranger, like you have like maybe what two or three good really good Rangers in NA that I can, that I'll see in games. And then outside of that, like if I run into other Rangers, then I'm just like, oh, like I'll just play this slow and this guy will eventually die. Right. Um, so I don't know, it's okay. super annoying to fight regardless though. I, just the fact that they're so easily protected. I can mm -hmm. agree with that. 
How do you guys feel? Nobody said anything about uh, Mewa. I feel like Succession Mewa <laughs> is one of the highest DPS class. I, I, the class is, I put it I, in I my mean, top five, potentially. I, oh, I did you? put it up there. Oh, yeah, did yeah. you? Oh, I said okay. it's well, either yes. Awakening Hash, Dude. Suck Ninja, or Suck Mewa. It's, it's one of those. Like, I, like Tiltus earlier was like, yeah, no, I don't find myself dying from standing. I'm like, this dude hasn't queued against the fucking Mewa yet, man. Like, that... No, I fought against two of them uh, literally the first day I played. It wasn't... I mean, it was rough, but... It's one of those things where they play a very similar style to Musa, and I've, I've fought my GM so many times on Musa that I just, I know not to stand still against that class. Yeah. So I just, I just dodge around. I just iframe. It's not even really just standing still. If you are just, if she's around you for longer than about two seconds, she is behind you, and she has casted both skills that kill you. Um... I, I don't even know what the skills are called. I'm not I, I'm not very familiar with Succession Mewa. I know Awakening Mewa pretty well, but Blooming's oh the one goodness. that drains your shit. Yeah, <laughs> it just destroys me. Oh, the resource, yeah, drains your resource. I get absolutely yeah, she sucks you bodied. off, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's back up for a minute. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. He now, said it right. Yeah. So okay. So on the on the question of balance, I'm actually curious uh, what your guys' thoughts on. Um, What's the current state of balance in BDO? Do you feel that most classes are balanced right now? Do you feel like there's something like way out of whack? Uh, again, Armin will leave you for last. Jay, do you feel like something is way out of whack and from a PVE standpoint? Is there one class or two or three classes that are way out of whack, or do you feel like they're all relatively in the same spot? Are they close? Um, in terms of PvP, I PvE. might not know too. Nah, in PvE. PvE, I'd love, yeah. I'd love to hear your PvE take. Actually, yeah, I'd like to hear the PvE take. I, I, I think it, it depends on like the spot that you're in, um, that really gets the class to shine. Um, like for example, like I know Awakening Witch for for a while now, she's been struggling, but they buffed her like so much that she's doing like top tier numbers right now for like certain spots. Like for example, uh Ash Forest. Do you know about the seed tech? There's a seed tech where you can do like 4K plus Ash Trash. You basically get double the amount of ghosts because if you use your red orb to aggro the ghost force, the, the you know the ghost that yells at all the other ghosts, the Barnas. Yeah. And then you hit the seed, you double the amount of mobs you can pull that you can damage as well. And just, so you, you like, there's these awakening witches and suck witches hmm. doing like four and a half k trash with just the blue. And so like for certain spots, like like certain classes just look really really good. Um, I do think it just like overall, I think uh, Wusa has been up there. Like my my top, I would say my like my top three classes. Uh, right now, it's heavily biased towards Olens. I think Olens is one of those spots that really tests your mastery over your class. Are you able... Like, I can see... I, I've been playing with, like, certain players who play the same class that are, like, really good. Like, let's do, uh, like, you know, the same person on Wusa on this group and then the same person on Wusa on another group. And I'm doing, like, the whole group is doing, like, 20% more damage because that person just knows how to play Wusa better than uh, that other person or something like mm -hmm. that. But in terms of um, uh, my my top three people, uh, at least at Olenzali, it would be uh, Awakening Nova, Wusa, and and Shy. Obviously, Shy has to be up there because you need to Shy. But... Um, okay. Shay, have you grinded with yes, other second ninjas at... Uh... At all. Suck ninjas, you're the only ninja for me that I've grinded with. Um, <laughs> Everybody likes their fingers too Let's much see. to grind on that class. There's just no way. <laughs> True. Yeah, there's. I, mean, uh, I don't blame them. 
and that you, you were the very first awakening ninja that I've also grinded with. And okay, let that me class tell you, so can bad. you that stay on Suck so Ninja? We grouped up, we grouped up earlier today, and I was like, something's different about the damage. It's just not the same. <laughs> we missed every single push. It was like every single push. <laughs> it's really like, like, weird. Arm, Maybe like, we're doing another hour. Yeah. I was like, you're doing another hour, and Chase, like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go take a break for a little while, and then he sees him grinding like 20 minutes later, Olin's Valley, uh, looking for group. Like, I... <laughs> um, okay, right on. That's good. Uh, so you feel like PVE overall is relatively balanced across the board, ba based on the amount of spots that are in the game and certain classes being good at different spots. I will say that. Yeah. Awakening Witch is really good at Ash Forest, um, but Ash Forest is um, where dreams go to die, so it doesn't really count as a grind <laughs> zone. Um, in my mind, I hate it so That'll much. That'll change soon, hopefully. No, no it's if not going to get any better. You, Don't do your this. There is no light in the tunnel. There is no light. The light, comes, the light comes from your lantern. I yeah, it, it comes from the Dekia's Lantern. <laughs> would your opinion have changed if your Debereka did not downgrade all the way to base like three times? You shut your mouth. That had that had absolutely no sway, in no, my opinion, really? of that godforsaken grind zone. That horrendous place. Literally, uh, there is, I've never seen a place of such scum and villainy. Honestly, miserable. Um... All right, now there's so Dekia's Ash soon. Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really? It's coming out. So we're getting the lantern tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh my gosh, Jay's up tremendous. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiltus, how do you feel the balance is in the game right now? Do you feel like there's any classes? And this is for PvP now. Um, do you the, think anything's out of balance? The classes as a whole, I'd say, feel like way better, I think, than they have in the past. There are still some outliers, though, I think, across the board. I think Drac in PvP, just across the board in PvP, is is broken. And I think Awakened Sage in PvP is, like, really bad. So there's, like, two, like, ends of the spectrum, where I do think there are some classes that could be brought down just a little bit. I think there are some classes that could use a little bit of love as well. Um, but I think overall the balance is like fairly good. There's still always going to be your niche classes that like you're always going to want more of. You're always going to want more Zerkers. You're always going to want more Shies. You're always going to want, want more Staffs. Um, but as a whole, it feels like pretty much everything is viable to some extent. Um, and if you're good at the class then it, and you enjoy playing it, then that goes a mile and a half further than everything else. Yeah, so my take on this is I think that the balance right now is super boring. Uh, as I have explained before, I think that balance is a lot like a snow globe. I think that, like, initially they, they should shake everything up, like, right, like, uh, they change a lot of stuff all at once. Shake it up. Really get the flurries mm -hmm. going. Uh, and then you can hot fix certain things and, like, fix stuff. And then uh, over time, the dust kind of settles. And then you get a very clear image of what the meta should be. And, like, each class comes out uh, in their own right. And I think that's where we're at. I would like to see them shake it up. I would like to see them change a bunch of classes all at once, add some stuff. Like, I don't know, like the witch, uh, wizard and witch mass teleport. You could add more skills like that to each of the classes, add more pat, like the special passives to the game. Um, maybe add more damage here or there, stuff like that. I just like to see them mix it up. I just feel it's kind of boring. Um, yeah. in, in my opinion right now, Armin, where do you think we're at in terms of overall class balance? Um, 
Are we, what kind of PvP are we talking about? Because it's all relevant. I'll get to know. that. I'll get to that later. The, the PvP you find relevant. So in this case, I guess AOS, right? You love AOS, so like. Um, I mean, AOS balance is like really weird because it's been basically the same for all three seasons. I mean, I don't know. It, if certain classes do good damage, it's good. If you don't do good damage, then you're kind of bad. Mm. If you're easy to get grabbed, you're bad. If you're hard to get grabbed, you're good. I don't think AOS balance is also really relevant to the rest of the game, which, like, most people care about, like, large-scale and stuff. So, most of the time when it comes to me, like, complaining or talking about balance, it's usually for open-world and large-scale, where it's, you know, I guess kind of the main game. And okay. for me right now, I can kind of agree with the sentiment of, it's really boring, um... Ever since reboots happened, it's literally just been if you're not playing a range class in large scale and you can you basically are forced to playing between like four melee classes. Now it's like, okay, Awakening Musa, Awakening Draconia, Succession Berserker, and maybe like one more melee class. And outside of that, you're pretty irrelevant as a melee player. You're maybe getting a few feeds every here once and there, but in terms of actually affecting your guild's performance and like group play most guilds aren't even going to take you. A good example is like, okay, like, uh, let's say like my Suck Ninja, right? It's like good in, it's good in like AOS, but like when it comes to like the rest of the game and like large scale and stuff, like, uh, I, my guild refuses to recruit ninja players. <laughs> I was going to I mean, say, I'm, 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 I'm going to be serious. Roots looks yeah. at you and he's like, you're not bringing that to war, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, they they literally were like, hey, if you guys play Suck Zerk for, like, this month, you'll get, like, T T10 payout. And it's like, they're like, yeah, can you bring your Zerker today? Like, and I, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I understand completely the reason why. It's just my, like, melee classes just aren't fun to play, and they suck. Yeah. And it was at a point where even when I was tagging between, like, Suck Musa, I was trying all these different classes, and I was just like, I'm not really getting that enjoyment I used to. I watched like a montage from, uh, what was it, like 2018 or 2017, and I saw like open field skirmish fights where everyone is like melee, you know, the the caster players that you did have at that time, you know, they're still having to dive bomb you in close mm -hmm. range. Uh, I kind of just miss that feeling because I think everyone had a bit more fun at that time. So I don't know. Um, uh, that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, people understood the game less then too. Right, over time in, in every game, whether it be League of Legends, StarCraft 2, Overwatch, you know, whatever it is, um, like as players get better and better at the game, a meta definitely develops. So I think, I don't know, I think part of that is people just kind of sucked um, back then. I mean, <laughs> maybe, but I would disagree, especially when it's like I'm watching like the highest level of fights back then. And I mean, we could say the same thing three years down the line looking at our current meta. I mean, that's never going to change at the end of the day. So you feel so, like, I mean, so you feel like okay. the players that played three years ago are better than the players that play today, like the top end PVPers. No, no, no. I mean, I I just say that if if that happens and everyone keeps developing, then that's naturally going to happen, like from the future from now as well. So using that as like, oh, like you know, maybe the game was more fun back then because of that. I just feel like it's kind of like a throwaway, a little bit, I guess. In a sense, like the rose colored I mean? glasses effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, I just I... feel like that. It, it's it doesn't like stop or change the fact that if you're not playing the same class that we've been playing for the past like year and a half in large scale, you're just like not playing it right. Yeah, I, uh, I, 
I, I will say that melees are definitely at a disadvantage in, in large-scale PvP as far as, like, I mean, honestly, it's really funny when the rangers and the archers talk about how hard their positioning is. Um, and I think over to, like, melee assassins and zerkers and stuff uh, who actually have to extend themselves to do anything uh, at all. Uh, and rangers and archers really only have to worry about kiting backwards when someone comes near them. That's their job. Mm -hmm. Um... Like you don't don't yeah. go near anybody and you just kite back and they that they, they say it's really hard to do and I just that just tickles me every time. I will say that like we talked about on a previous podcast how we would love to see more class like types of classes introduced to the game. The last like gajillion classes have all been assassins. Um, like yeah. I, I I haven't seen a support style class since what shy. Shy. Um, yep. But like and then before that it was caster. Um, so, like, I, I would love to see more of, like, melee support styles that aren't shy, right? Like, they could still do damage, kind of like an Awakening caster or something. Give melees some more tools. Um, there's so much more they're, like, learning to do. I feel like new classes sometimes are like, hey, look what we can do with our um, with yeah, our game now. Megu. Right? Like, look look how, yeah, look at these cool <laughs> things we can do with our game now. We can do, like, clones and stuff. Um, I would love to see them add some more melee mechanics that make melees just a lot more threatening. Um, I, in large I scale, think, world. I honestly think they should get down to where it's just physical and magic damage, and get rid of range damage entirely, and just lump it in with physical. And then all you have to do to to buff melee classes is to give them a little bit of like physical protection, and then you're probably golden. Then you can yeah, swing I mean, melees back into the the meta where they're not you know getting blasted off screen by somebody. Like so. when I open my my siege feed. Or right, or right, and then I see the top guy is an archer with like a hundred more kills than every other class, and I open his clips POV from the war, and it's just him sitting <laughs> at render just, distance, yep. spamming yep. the same two skills, killing eight players in a row that he didn't even interact with, and yep. they didn't even know he was. Existing. Somebody else went and knocked them down. He just had the most damage at the right time, so he just hit the buttons. I, I mean, it's just I think it's a bit boring. I, yeah, so. I will say that, yeah, like, I most of the comments on my Archer video when I did my Choose Your Class Guide series are, this is ridiculous. Archer has one of the highest skill ceilings in the game. We have to kite and position perfectly all the time. And Arwen's not not wrong. Like, the dude, the 300 kills is just, he's just constantly, he's standing at render distance just blowing people away. Yeah, his his like positioning is skills. literally, I'm like, am I in render range, yes exactly, or no? Exactly, dude. Like, you could just constantly shoot stuff. But, like, um, okay, so this leads into my question. Um, how do you feel like the developers should approach class balance? Should they be balancing around large-scale, AOS, open-world, uncapped, capped? Like, what oh, particular type of answer. game mode? All right, Armin, go easy ahead. Easy answer. Yeah. Nerf classes instead of buffing everything. There you go. That's the easy answer. Well, nerf it. I, I mean, buff it around what? Balance around. Or nerf it around. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I don't care what they balance around. They could balance around group play, top player opinions, things like that. At the end of the day, I, I, I just think the the main issue is like they keep buffing everything. So at the end of the day, like, I mean, how, how do I explain this? Uh, the they end up the with power entire. Group. Yeah, the power creep, you know? Like, yeah. that's basically the reason we're resulting in archers one-shotting people at render distance. You're not if, wrong. Even if not they... Wrong. Yeah, I mean, even if they ba balance archer around, like, AOS or something like that, and then, you know, they nerfed other classes to, like, maybe meet him in the middle ground, then I think it, it overall would just be a better position. But which Do type of game... Um... 
which type of game mode do you think that they should it be aos large scale which which one would you like to see them balance around like which one is important or do you think is most important to the pvp player base as a whole i mean i i think that's just so hard to answer i, I have no clue every every single version of pvp has a different gear score damage modifier uh uh health pool and uh you know maybe i have split damage in this one or maybe in this one i have a little bit more evasion so my class is tankier so now it's good i mean like i don't know it's it's way too hard i uh, uh maybe yeah, large scale I, but not, i I, not I have sure. a very specific answer yeah, so I, I only bring it up because people complain about class balance all the time, and I and then I ask them the same question. Okay, well, what should they balance around? What aspect of people? And then they all have the same answer, Armitage. Oh, uh, well, we're not really... Uh, well, we don't really know, for sure. No, <laughs> I, have a, I have a very specific answer <laughs> for what all large-scale or what all PvP should strive to feel like. Okay. All, all PvP except uncapped, which should be completely left to whatever the fuck your gear is and whatever the fuck your build is, all capped content of any kind which is 80 percent of this game at this point should feel like t3 caps period well wait a minute give, what, well if that's every, the case why have different caps then because what you do is you make the caps feel like t3 caps but with different numbers of gear that's why t1 intermediates feel like t3s but, but you have hp caps on them you have lower gear score requirements so that way you can be learning what the game is going to be feeling like the most as you progress in gear i should not be like one-shotting like structures and t2s there's way too much damage in t2s it's the most ridiculous thing t2s on the planet is a little ridiculous yeah but um like and then t1 beginners everybody's way too tanky for no reason like it takes five people dogpiling one guy that's been cc'd to kill that player that's too tanky oh, i t1, remember my t1 days or yeah, no, like, t1, intermediates, t1, days t1 intermediates feel good Filthy and t3s t3s feel good if you can make every capped situation feel like those, but with different levels of gear, then it would be like this very consistent flow of like, okay, here's what the game feels like. And then you get to uncapped. And if you're doing uncapped, you need to be like geared because it is uncapped. Then it's going to be, okay, am I evasion meme? Am I fucking full damage? Am I accuracy out the roof so I can kill all the evasion players? Like then it opens you up into like, okay, now I'm specializing my build. But if they just made 80% of the game all feel the same way, it would be so much easier to just like tell a player like, okay, yeah, you want to start playing the game? Okay, here's, you're going to feel great playing this class the whole time you're playing it. And I think it would be way better to like balance the game around, like balance individual class balance around too. Because you know, like you can't balance the game around like, I mean, Archer is really good, but I'll use Archer as an example. What if Archer felt absolutely horrible on everything but t2s but then the t2 players are just up in arms because there's so much damage in t2s that archers are just blowing everybody away well then you have all these people crying about how strong archer is but in reality it's not that strong on all the other caps because if they feel entirely different so i think that a standardized like okay this is what it sh everybody should be one comboable you need to know your combo and if you like if you go up against a tankier class for whatever reason or somebody that's giga stacked hp you have to go for the risky like unprotected super maximum damage combo and in, in large scale and then you get punished for it like there's all these different things that allow you to play around the game when it's like a consistent grade of like all right i have 500 gear score but i feel like i'm one comboable in a t1 i have 600 gear score i feel like i'm one comboable on t2s i have 700 gear score i feel like i'm one comboable on t3s then i get to uncaps 
Does that make uh, sense? Like you just make I, it feel the same, but with varying amounts of gear as you I think up. that makes it just way less interesting. Um, if yeah. you're always doing the same damage no matter what, and then your gear just doesn't feel like it matters. Like why would I even bother going from T1 to T3 if I'm doing the same amount of damage at every level? But just T1 and intermediates and T3s already feel the same. The I, only difference is you have HP caps on T T1s. I have a decent answer, and this is probably what I would put if if you were gonna ask me this question. Like it's like I think they should just do it on a class by class basis so that every class feels decently good in every form of the game. Um so for example, like let's say Awakening Witch, right, or Witch in general. It's a class that like definitely feels a lot better as you go into more and more players and like group play and like large scale God, and yeah. shit like that, right? But the thing is, is like it feels like dog water as you're playing in like small scale. Yep. So my perspective is like, okay, why don't they, you know, maybe take away one tool from their large scale play and then give them a small scale tool, you know, kind of a give and take scenario. Meanwhile, like Archer, they're like, oh my God, Archer's so down bad. It's so down bad. Let's buff it. Let's buff it. Everyone's like, oh my God, Archer buffs. And then they just buff the damage even more and give it more yeah. and what more large scale like yeah. tools. Like it, it doesn't really make sense, right? Why wouldn't if this large scale was already doing well, why wouldn't you buff it small scale so that's equal in every portion of the game? But I, it just it doesn't make sense to me the, the direction they take, and that's why I said the nerf thing specifically, or like even like a give and take scenario. It makes more sense because. My ninja, I'm I'm really in a good spot in like small scale scenarios, but my large scale feels like dog water. So then, why don't you take one of my small scale scenario or like tools away and then give me a large scale tool to help me out more in my group play and like you know dive bombing or something? I don't know. That, yeah, I think that would tree? overall. Yeah, I, like I, a talent something. tree. No, not necessarily like that. Just like remove like. Mm. Uh, a CC here on this skill that is like really important in my small scale play and then give me a protection here So that I have maybe some more protected damage. That's like what I struggle with in large scale something like that I mean, it, it's hard like because you have to go skills like options like you uh, can, I hate core you can... skills. Dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 it's the, I'm not saying this like every class should be getting this I'm mm -hmm. saying this as in like they should go class by class They should know their mm -hmm. class as well enough to know why they're good in small scale and why they're bad in large scale or vice versa and then based off of their knowledge and experience like make a decision from there the issue that i mean i think mm -hmm. that's the ideal world right but the issue that comes with that is that um i mean it, it almost feels like sometimes they don't know their classes well enough to make decisions like that and i can say that based off of the archer changes that happened yeah, so, I mean, the archers, the archers were not asking for more damage. They were asking for like you know a bit more protection, so their mm -hmm. small scale didn't get gimped constantly. But then they yeah. just were like, all right, here's just like a billion damage, you know. It's just yeah, this will strange. Help, right? Yeah, yeah, it's strange. I mean, so I think that um, they should balance. All right, so there's two different ways they could go with it. If they want to go towards like the lean into the fact that they're an MMO and this is a massive multiplayer online game and people are designed to play together then I think that they should balance around large-scale PvP. The problem is that BDO is not a game that is designed to play together. Um, and so if they want to... If they... Uh, like, am I wrong? <laughs> like, you're, not, you're, not, like, you're not. That's, why that, that's, that's the yeah, problem. That's so if they want to go the other way with it, 
if they want to go towards the more competitive aspect of it and, and balance around the 3v3s and 1v1s, well, then I want to see them balance around AOS and get esports ready. That sound, that is a meme. I know it's oh, a meme. God, that don't. is so but like, It's a meme. It's a meme. But like, I want to see them go one way or the other. I honestly oh, do. Do you remember like, BDO's esports scene, bro? There has never been back. a BDO esports don't, scene. No, there has. No. Don't bring it back. Has? My point? Yes. Don't no, bring it has. back. No, no, no. They've never had the a Black, BDO. You don't remember the Black Spirit no, League? No, that was, that was, that was a, no, that was a creator. Black Spirit League? No, a creator put that on. Host. Yeah, that was a community <laughs> thing. Actually, that was not yeah. an actual esports league. Um, the Black Spirit League? I like that like, name. <laughs> I mean, I ironically, actually, th this game could have like a decent could. esports. That's like, what I. But yeah. They just they're so bad. They don't know what know. they're doing. I'm gonna be <laughs> honest know. with you. So like, I the no name of the channel was literally BDO underscore esports. What are you on about? But Do not, not lie to me. No, but it's not. <laughs> it was, it was, that was, was just a, a community. It was a community. Thing. Yeah, it was a community. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That was not hosted by Perlibus at all. Um, like I don't even think they supported it with a prize pool or anything. Um, I think nowadays, if we put it on, they, if one of the partners put it on, they would probably support it with a prize pool every week, um, or every month or whatever they wanted to do. Um, Delphi, you listening? <laughs> yeah, dear Delphi. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I think that, like, if they want to go, like, if they want to keep this more solitude style play where like you can party up every once in a while, but mainly the game is kind of solo and you just sit in discord with your friends. I would love to see them transition to more of like, okay, let's take this a little bit more seriously from a competitive aspect. Cause they definitely have the tools. Um, as Armin said, like the, the game could be incredibly competitive um, depending on how mm -hmm. they want to balance it. Right. If they want to balance it really competitively like that and move towards an esports style scene, which I'll be honest with you, would probably be better for the game overall. Usually when you see an esports scene for a game, it like gets a, a wow lot arenas. more. Yeah, exactly. It gets way bigger. Right. Like wow arenas, Overwatch got way bigger with its esports scene. Obviously, League of okay, Legends. Let's not talk about Overwatch. Right. Come on, man, please. Okay, that okay. was tragic. No, but like let's, that, let's not talk it about died that. They're over, like, they're, they're pet, they're, I know what you mean, but yeah. that, that one's a bad example. That was a bad example. Yeah, okay, all right. Back your Starcraft spots. Two. Right, this Starcraft is coming two. from a guy that was I was that was gonna play an owl. Like, please, please oh, don't. Please feels don't. bad. Welcome to the real esports game, Keck W. It was so bad, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Spirits League. <laughs> 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 but like yeah league of legends so like usually it's good for the game when you have like those big competitive tournaments and i will say that like the game usually never has more viewers than when there's a really big competitive tournament going on of some kind whether it be the best in class or the best mm -hmm. in guild tournaments um or at one of the community hosted ones or whatever um people love that competitive style of pvp so i actually if we're going to balance between the two of them i'd love to see them move towards more of an esports style thing which means that they should balance around aos um specifically because that's as that's as captain standardized as we've got in the game you know what they could do they can make a mode where you know like there's one side that has like a nexus and there's like three lanes and then you're using oh, okay. Jay, 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 minions like Jay, put the gun down <laughs> step away from say, the firearm that if uh they actually finally finally i i prayed i prayed all that they add a <laughs> spectator mode and a way to actually like there host games yes. in aos Dude. i would i would personally automatically yeah. think about whole hosting tournaments like genuinely so I, I would do na and eu like but i yeah. just don't for some yeah. reason I, I don't understand it it's the, the most low-hanging fruit 
I told them this back when AOS started. I went directly to the CMs and GMs and I know they brought it to the developers and said something about it. I was like, we need a spectate mode, not just so that we can make more content off of the AOS matches, because I'll be honest with you, obviously that helps me tremendously because like I'm not Armin. I can't just go play at rank one. Um, but like I could shout cast matches all the time and that would be excellent content um and it would be good content for teaching players pvp and stuff but like really the spectate feature that exists in almost every competitive game that there is there's some sort of spectate feature where you can watch high level players play in their their matches mm -hmm. right like that that needs to be a thing because it, it, as complex as our pvp system is like th this is a no-brainer like, this would help new players get involved in the game, watch how their class gets played. They get to go see, okay, I'm playing Ranger. Oh, that's there's a Ranger right there. They don't know who Flannels is, but they get to watch him, right? Like, and it would introduce them to the different players in the game, and then they could whisper him and ask questions and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it's just a slam dunk for him. I can't believe they came out with it this time, and there's no spectate feature. Yeah. I think they could go watch those Russian shies. True. <laughs> True. I would all NA shies to go watch the Russians. Um, I think one of the big things I think that Prolibus struggles with right now is I don't honestly think they're 100% sure where they want to take their game right this moment. I think they've got a whole bunch of ideas and they're throwing things out and seeing what sticks. And I think Boss Blitz was such a fucking like good thing for BDO that they're just like, okay, what other things can we do that are going to stick? My copium that I have right now is that we've got you know the big pve buffs we've got some nice quality of life buffs across the board the next the next one surely has got to be pve or pvp right like that's the next yeah. thing they're going to be touching well that's my big copium uh so i hate to break it to you i actually think that it's the opposite i think they have a very firm handle on what they're trying to do with video i think they went in one direction for a long time and now they're like okay we have to hit the player base for pve we've got to start getting these pve players um like hooked on to bdo Hi. like right uh, Jay, you were the exception <laughs> to the rule. They could oh. literally have thrown you dog food and you would have gobbled it up and uh, yes. eaten it and mm -hmm. said, this is a, this is <laughs> they did for like a year before the like, old ones came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They handed you garbage and you were like, this is amazing PVE content because oh you yeah. have never experienced <laughs> anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I actually think that uh, they have a pretty solid idea of where they want to go and it's in a PVE direction with the game so they want to expand on the game's pve content and i think that they could do that while balancing around aos and making pvp more competitive without necessarily having to add more pvp content to the game uh which we will get into uh, well just the reason i say that is because I, I feel like aos this season was an afterthought i feel like it was something that na screamed was. and shouted for so long that they finally were like all right fine like we'll do it um that's why i feel like there was no new systems they were just like here's some new maps that are poorly optimized and nobody likes so i, I kind of like them they're pretty um I, I mean i feel like that just reaffirms the thought though that um they're they're just going in a pve direction i mean i haven't seen a pvp tournament in it's it's been close to a year almost i mean yeah what was the uh, last one best in guild best in guild yeah yep. i mean it's been close to a year yeah well so i would I, say I it's been seven months seven months um I, I think they've given up on uh, PvP almost, is what it feels like. Yeah, I, don't I, think, feel it's, like... I think it's a lot of work for them, and I, nobody will ever be happy with PvP, I think, is the other thing, too. 
I mean, I, I I disagree with that take. I think it's just because they do such a bad job. I'm gonna be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't I I, I don't XCM, really think it's that hard. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I speak my mind freely. I speak I know, my mind. Like, I, there's I things would... they do well, but I don't know. <laughs> I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and they they were busy with the festa and all the other stuff that they were talking about with the festa. That's why I'm hoping that the next big update is going to be touching PvP again. Yeah, maybe it's going to be more... I mean, October is just around the corner, boys. We're coming up on it. It's almost here. I just want to point out that they actually are coming out with new PvP content. It's called War of the Roses. And I was initially super excited for this, and now I'm a little skeptical as to how this is going to work. Are they just going to give us a week off of Siege? Like... Because still, like if you take nothing about this that. is this is a three hundred versus three. I mean they said it's coming in like mm-hmm. two weeks, three weeks. Um, this no, is right around the announcement. Corner. There's an announcement coming for War of the Roses. Oh, never mind. That's coming in 2029. Yeah. Um, the, so in the Festa, they said there will be an <laughs> update to War of the Roses in August. So we're getting close August. to update time. Okay. All right. But so my I question. I don't think we're getting War of the Roses in August. Y'all right. are actually coping if you think that's going to happen. My question is if you take 600 players out of the PvP scene for the week, is there a siege? Do we have 600 players in the PvP scene, Blue? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm thinking about this. Do we... No, no, no. It's do we have 600 uncapped players? In the PvP yeah, scene. Yeah. Like, how many I, players, I mean, yeah. by show of hands, are ready to fight Cho Nation? Because you know that's it's Cho versus Digi. And you better have 725 gear score at a minimum, or you're a gearlet going into that um, going into that game mode. So, how many of those people do we have? A. B. How many guilds are going to take the week off and just let their players do War of the Roses? Do you think Corrupt's just going to let half their guild do War of the Roses and then the other half come fuck around at a siege? I don't think so. I think that they have to take a week off of Siege, otherwise no one does it, because they have obligations to their own guild. Um, like, and I, I'm really skeptical as to how it's gonna work. I thought it, I think it would be really cool if they just did it as an open world thing. Crazy idea. Crazy idea. I'm I'm gonna say something, and like, this is my biggest skepticism about the whole thing. Uh We can talk about players, we can talk about all this. Let's just assume we had everything that meets, you know, the the filling grounds. Uh The issue is, is like, bro, I'm grinding Olins and I'm getting lag spikes. I watched a EU siege today. It was 70 versus 70, just 70 versus 72 guilds, and they were having massive lag issues. So I can only imagine that a 300 versus 300 mode, and let's say you fill this up, I, I don't think the servers are going to handle it. I mean... Genuinely, like, uh, that's we, we've all done Siege. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Jay's done it probably a decent amount. He said it, he, right? Yeah. I, we know how laggy it is. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I can only imagine, like, I, I just, I don't think it's going to work out even in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that, honestly, I felt like the lag last week on Medaya was actually okay. But, like, I really think that this game mode is... It, it might just tank. I'm very skeptical that it might just tank just because either there won't be enough um, people to do it um, or because the servers will just poop themselves. I think it's built on the idea that people are going to be spread out, right? It's a, it's actually a pretty big yeah. zone if you look at it. It's, mm-hmm. it's built on this idea that you're going to have different platoons pushing different zones at different times, but you still have 600 people sitting in Southern Comma Sylvia. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would way rather it have been Server Wars. I think this is the this is the, like the finished project of Server Wars, which is what they introduced to us many years ago at a ball and then never talked about again where you could where you had one region versus another region and it was this constant ongoing open world pvp battle where your guild basically allied with one region or another and you had to fight the other regions and invade them and raid them and if you took their their home command post your entire server got a buff or like everybody on your side got like a drop rate big drop rate buff or something um and things like this i think that war of the roses is a perfect opportunity to just do that and then you yep. don't have overwhelming server stress. You have much more open world PvP content going on because, like, at any time of the day, you can just get together a raid party and be like, "Hey, boys, let's go try and take that outpost." You know what I mean? And then you just you push mm-hmm. an outpost um, and you try and push it down and like take something, and it feels meaningful. I think that that would be really cool. Um, I'm really skeptical to see how it goes. I mean, they've promised us. They're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be 300 versus 300. By the way, there's boats in here. You're going to have a commander. Somebody's playing Ender's game up top, fucking moving platoons <laughs> around Ender's and shit. Game. Yeah, with the fucking with good, the commander, yeah, with the fucking commander and shit. And I'm over here as like the shot call. I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, give it to me. Uh, like, But like... It sounds too good to be true. Losing his box in the water. I just, oh man, dude, yeah. Box I, 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 are people gonna even actually bother listening to the commander? You if shut it's your like... mouth. Oh, they will if I'm <laughs> screaming. No, but like genuinely. Okay, I, this is the thing, right? They're assuming everyone's gonna get spread out. Yeah. If they don't actually add good rewards to this, who's gonna give a shit about winning it? They're just True. gonna do it like how they do RBF, and they're just yeah. gonna go there for PVP. I don't care yeah. about winning RBF. Yeah, if I, I win mean, an RBF, I get an extra 10 mil. That's like, yeah, you're you like, know, cool, like, thanks. I just, I mean, I just well, want to brag, bro. I'm I just ju- trying to practice. Yeah. I mean, I live in the reality that if I scream loud enough, Flex can hear me in the next Discord combo, combo <laughs> over. <laughs> like, the walls in our Discord are thin. So, like, I feel like if I could get all three of a hundred of them in a, in a Discord call, which is actually not possible, that's another thing is I'm confused how the voice comms are actually going to work. I don't um, think there are going to be voice I, comms for for it. I think if if there are voice comms, I think it'll be platoon ba- based voice comms. And I think the only incentive that they have right now is that you have a mission pop up for your platoon that says go to this command post and capture it. And so your platoon goes to that command post and captures it. What if we just did that, but like open world? Correct. It should 100% be a world versus world or a serial type like, thing from ESO or Good Wars 2. I got and it. It would be fantastic. Get rid of King field bosses, okay? And then make the field bosses defend the command posts, okay? And then every once in a while, a field boss will spawn, and then one side can push that command post. So you can push that, but then the other side has to come and defend it. And if they successfully defend it, they get a reward. If you successfully push it, you get a reward. Again, encourages open-world PvP. You get a faction system, which we've been asking for forever. Um, But, like... As it stands, it sounds amazing. I just don't know. And I actually feel like this is a this is an unpopular opinion. I actually feel like our servers actually are pretty good. Um compared to what I see uh in World of Warcraft and some of the other servers um in the other various games, mm-hmm. I feel like our servers actually hold up pretty well um to a reasonable mm-hmm. amount of stress um in our PvP scene. And yeah, you're always gonna be asking for a certain amount of lag, but six hundred people, Southern Thomas Sylvia? I know, man. That's going to get a little rough. Thing is, it's like, I mean, you see what happens to Siege when you get like 300 people grouped in a tight area. Like, it just goes to shit immediately. So, I mean, they're going to have to be very, very specific with how they spread players out to make it not constantly feel like that. Um, 
I'm thinking maybe because it's instanced, it might help. Because when you think about when you're doing siege, it's not instanced. Maybe there's still like other people on is War the one servers. Instanced? It can't be. It, it can't no be. I thought, it was just, I thought it was just that one section. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just gonna be just like Node Wars. I'm sure you just swap yeah. to a one, really? to a comma one, uh, and yeah. just you're running it. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Okay. I almost guarantee it's going to be like that. I, I've I've never seen instance PvP in BDO other than AOS. Well, I was just thinking like all the other mechanics. I thought it would, you know, I don't know how it would work um, in open world, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, Blue, I would agree with your server take, right? For like, yeah. you know, comparing to other games. Yeah. But the thing is, is like in this game, that's literally been the primary form of organized PvP content in this game mm -hmm. for five, you know, six years. So... If the servers don't work for the main form of organized PvP content in this game, then why even have it, right? That's yep. that's kind of my take. Is like, sure, you know, we're, we have it better, but you know, that's that's um, all we that's all we have. It is uh, all now we have, have AOS at least, but it's still I, I really mean, good though. Like I, I feel like I large scale content is good enough and meaningful enough and fun enough that even with bad server lag, sometimes it's still fun, right? We still have fun with it. Um, and so it's definitely still worth having. Whether or not where the roses will be worthwhile uh, stands to be seen. But we have talked a lot about PvP so far, mainly because um, Armin is on the podcast. Um, but now I want to see it like in our in our like kind of as our last topic here. And I I know I had to jump a little bit because we actually only got through mm -hmm. like three topics. Um, but Jay Gekia's lantern. <laughs> it, it cometh. You know, I think we should actually. We might. We, I think we should. Um, the form save this topic for next week because Deki is is coming this week, and maybe that will give us some more insight and more opinions on it when we actually have it. And okay, well, explain it to the we, we, explain it to the listeners. Oh, yeah. Explain your thoughts and what yeah, you. Yeah, so listeners, if you guys um don't know what Dekia's lantern is, it's a form of like scaling difficulty for some of the uh, Odalita spots, um, and some select other spots like Ash Forest, and for some reason Cyclops um zone, and it turns them into this 310 AP spots. Even Tauros and um, Thornwood, they turn into 310 uh, AP and 400 DP spots. Um, so they become just basically end game uh, versions of those. And uh, when you use it, I was watching the video. It looks really clunky, but you kill the pack and then you have to place down a 10 second trap. Kind of like how, like, you know, in Sakrakia, uh, second boss, we have to place down that stupid little little trap thingy and then you get stunned. And you're, and anyways, it's, <laughs> it looks very clunky um, at Olin's Valley, especially you, you have to you have to mix in both regular moms and regular grinding moms and um, uh, the Dekia moms is that you kill the rotation is like you kill a golem, you place down your trap or Dekia's lantern wait a moment and then it resurrects you kill it then move on to the next one because there's a 10 minute cooldown too and so that's that's like the biggest thing i don't I, i'm a lot of people were like talking about the rewards i like i'm that's not the that's the least of my concern my my most concern is just how like how the grind is how the gameplay flow is and at least to me from watching uh, my friend hugh his name is hugh hotbar he plays on the korean servers um he uh was saying how the silver per hour is like you know 500 mil but you get to grind Debraka earrings and for me I don't I don't really care about the 500 mil I care about the Debraka earrings and so but yeah the the gameplay flow of it is just it looks really clunky and I hope that in the future they they make it a lot more streamlined and maybe so, just like a toggleable thing it's 
Is it just like a lantern that you summon? So explain it. So you walk up. You, so is it just on one up, path? You kill the like, pack, and you okay. and then you use the you use the lantern from your inventory, and then you okay. you like kneel down to place it on a trap, and then it resurrects the the mobs as a the three hundred and ten um, mobs, and then you you kill them, and then because there's a ten minute cooldown, you can't sustain the Dekia's mobs for an hour. You have to go kill regular mobs until your lantern's back up because of that ten minute cooldown, which is why I'm like, what the heck? Oh, this looks that's really gonna be annoying. really tough. Yeah, this looks really. It's not like... built in at all, dude. Like yeah. you're gonna have to kneel down. It's interrupting <laughs> like I, your grind. Yeah, like, what it's are interrupting we doing? your gameplay flow too. It's uh, yeah, just just from the videos. I did link the videos in the outline if you guys wanted to see. They were made from my friend Hugh Hotbar. Um, and he's yeah, it just looks really. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, maybe they'll Jace. maybe they'll improve it. Okay, I'm just like I need to breathe in all the hopium and copium that I can get. You know, Jay's response is my immersion. <laughs> my immersion. He's being compromised. <laughs> um, uh, Tiltus, as a 610 gear score player, are you gonna be using this lantern Thanks, a whole lot? Bud. Yeah, no problem. No. You're not... <laughs> no. Are you even gonna bother with it at all? I mean, I'll get the thing, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not using it for a minute. You crazy, <laughs> Armin? Bro, I you play know, this game slow. All right, Armin, very slow. The only time I ever saw you grind, Armin, was when you were getting ready for the best in guild tournament, and this man oh, went man, from I like grinded six, so much. He went from like <laughs> six twenty to like seven hundred in like a month. He was what? just. Yeah, I grinded like, uh three hundred and ten bill in thirty days. It was, it a great was grind time. yeah, it was insane. Same. Boy. It was like the Rocky theme music was playing in the background. And he was just going. And the best part was, you literally finished a few days early because I remember you just running around on Arsha with this full elixir yep. rotation. He's just running around on Arsha killing people. They're like, why are you here with a full elixir? Ro Who just runs around with this shit running? He's like, I do. Uh, I was feeling so good. Uh, That's first me. time I having gear in my lifetime. Oh. That was great. <laughs> that was so good. You know so, what we haven't done in a while? The forum post. And I feel like because we're talking about PvP, I feel like the first forum post would be a pretty right, good topic to it. talk about. Go ahead. Um, oh, you want me to? Okay, well. <laughs> he doesn't have it. I right. knew it because I'm, oh I'm actually testing. I'm actually testing to see okay. if he's got the outline right. open. So, so um, this first forum post comes from NVIDIA, and it talks about the Gourd Bottle of Life, which restores 400 HP, um, which uh, if you put into percentage, it's about 45% more effective than regular potions or the infinite potion. And this post is voicing concerns that, you know, the deeper your pockets, quote unquote, the more win wins you get. And it's suggesting um, maybe an upgrade path to the infinite potion as a result. So what do you guys think about the Gourd Bottle Life? Have you guys been buying it? Have you guys been using it for like node wars and stuff? If I do a node war, I'm forced to buy it basically. You're forced to buy it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're in show nation. I don't have a it's choice. because you're in show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The people in show, absolutely. Um, yeah, for listeners who don't know how the cost, it's 500k each, 500k silver each. And so let's say you're using, I don't know, how many pots do you go through a, a node war? Maybe 200? 700. No. 700? 700. 700. 700 or 1,000. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Jay's like, what? That number went up by quite a bit. Jay's like, hold on, what? It's yeah. a lot of money. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of money. Yeah. You're talking at least, I mean, so you're talking but about it's a, a fairly big advantage, right? Because yeah, you get very, so much more. It's a huge advantage, advantage, right? You're effectively mm -hmm. got a better health potion than your opponents, but you're paying through the teeth for it. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> I actually love the way that it's designed. I love items like this. Yeah. I wish there were more stuff like this in the game because it takes the silver inflation from the game. Take the silver from the really high-end players that have a ton of silver. Knock that silver out of the marketplace and just mm -hmm. vaporize it, right? Like, I think it just helps prevent mm -hmm. inflation and stuff like that. Um, and, and I really do feel like, like the normal, but most players are not going to be using that every fight in our guild, uh, mm -hmm. in Reforged. I like we, I tell them don't use it unless it's like a, like, a, like it's a serious fight and we're like really going for a win. Right. Cause see, then you can like super buff yourself up and then we can actually, mm -hmm. um, use it for something. But aside from that, they're kind of just wasting their money. Um, most of the time, if you're just using those potions all the time, you're just crapping through money, man. Um, I don't know, Armin. How do you feel about it? Uh, I I don't know why they didn't just upgrade the infinite potion. I mean, like, so you like get, the infinite pot I, upgrade? I, I get the idea that it's supposed to be a silver sink, but why is it only for PvP? Why, like, I you know, I, I it's just a, a another concept I don't get where they hate one form of the game so much, and then meanwhile, like, oh, if I'm just a PVE player, like it, it doesn't really matter or affect me. He's like, I don't know. Been smacked by an Olin. Do you know what? Do you know how scary that is? Armin has. Yeah, I've so seen that. I get smacked by it every single time I grind there. It's not a problem. I just, yeah. I just heal up. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I just wish they would add an upgrade already. Um, I because if they mm -hmm. want to add silver sinks into this game, there's much better ways of going about it that doesn't specifically just end up targeting one form of the player base. I think uh, the Dekia's lantern, if they actually make it not the way jay was describing it earlier would be a good good form of that because it requires yellow accessories to um feel yeah, you have to basically. fuel it you have to fuel it through um yellow accessories and so yellow and enhanced yeah. accessories fire yeah accessories, like yeah. i mean that one that one's a, a decent bit better i just to me it's like we've already been asking for to be rewarded for doing pvp for so long and then they just slap us in the face with this potion so, yeah that's basically what it feels like. And then anyone that's fighting us is also now like, well, I am not caught up to these players in gear yet. Meanwhile, they're just abusing these potions, and now it's just even more of a swing for top-end players mm. and PvP. It's just, it's not a good time for anybody. That um, is, yeah, that that's a valid point, but I think their problem is they, they're stuck in a position where, like, with the infinite pot, it was really, the infinite pot was never designed for everyone to have it. Um, It was meant... Like they they it's originally designed had designed it. Blue. Oh no, it is now. Now it is. I mean, you could sell it on the market, and in about a month or two, you can be able to sell it on the marketplace. Yeah, you um, can. So like, no, and I'll be um, buying it. Ex exactly. <laughs> but like, it was never. Oh my god. It was never originally conceived that way, but then they had to like morph it after the fact because like every player felt like they needed an infinite potion, right? Every single player mm -hmm. felt like they needed it. And so the, I think the reason they, they introduced the Gord bottle of life like this is a better HP pot, but it's not an upgrade to the infinite pot, um, is because if they did introduce an upgrade to the infinite pot, you are taking new players that are starting the game, and they now have... You have to go grind for your infinite pot, 
And then you have to go grind for the upgrade for the infinite pot. And then you have to go back for the mana pot. And by the time they're done with that, they're going to have to grind for the upgrade for the infinite mana pot. And then they get to actually play the game. I don't think they want to introduce anything else that requires new players to go get it again. That was never their intention from the beginning, but it ended up being that way. And the reason that they're introducing it on the marketplace is they're just conceding. And they're saying, okay, we don't want to have a new player that feels like he's forced to grind at Blood Wolves if he doesn't want to. Right? They don't like forcing players to do things one way or another. And so the reason they're introducing it on the marketplace is for that exact reason. Um, I think that if, if they wanted to introduce the upgrade on the marketplace as well, but see, then it's not going to be populated. So like you still have to go grind for it. So like, although you could buy the original, now they've put themselves in the same situation again. So a new player could buy the original potion off the marketplace, but then he still has to go grind. He's forced to grind this new spot to go get the upgrade for the new infinite potion. So like they don't want to force players to do stuff. Um, and I mean, they uh, kind of already forced us to do a billion of things. I don't think it's a big deal to. What do you feel forced, forced to, to like, do? You have to do your journals. I mean, like a new player is already forced to go and do journals and all this bullshit. It really doesn't yeah, add Technically, too much you don't have, have to, to do. but yeah. I mean, the I, journals, I agree. The journals, the journals are poorly designed. Were, the, yeah, the journals were a poorly designed way to convince players to go explore weird aspects of the game and weird places in the world that I think did not fully meet what they wanted it to do because everybody just hates them now so yeah i mean like they could yeah be careful what you wish for because the upgrade to the infinite potion is probably just another journal um <laughs> i mean i take it honestly i'd rather do that than spending two no. billion silver every no. single more like no more <laughs> no i already hate i already no. hate grinding man there's no way they're gonna force me to do more and lose silver while doing pvp we can't painful. no more journals that have essential gear and upgrades capped behind them. I agree. The journals were a good example. Journals. We talked about journals on a previous podcast. They really do force you to do the journals because they've gated like fucking 10 AP and like 12 DP or 17 DP or crazy crap behind journals. Right. All of that, all of those stats are all gated behind these journals that you absolutely have to do. And I think the journals were poorly designed in that like they should have just been like a fun way to introduce players to content if they wanted to do them. Do the journal, acquire 50 energy. Meaningful reward, not required for your end game gear. No one's really gonna care if you're not a life skiller. You know what I mean? Like, but it might interest Okay, but then you're just screwing over life skillers, man. What the fuck? Well, I mean, like, even like, I mean, life skillers are irrelevant anyway. So, like, it doesn't matter. Tell me that a barterer is relevant. You are the only barterer left barter. in North America, that, Blue. It's I'm the you. only one left. It's That's just what I'm saying. Me. There would be more people that do bartering. I bet you, if it was good money, like, I don't know. I I just think that like targeting specific portions of the player base with stuff that just screws them over is just really bad. I, I think that 50 energy would be like a reasonable or like maybe 20, 30 contribution. I know not... I know so many life skillers that would like immediately hop in that journal and be like, sure, Why do they do because this? they find it meaningful, but it's not <laughs> required necessarily unless you're a really high end player, in which case you're going to want to do it. You're probably going to want to do that content. Um, Meanwhile, I think if they wanted to do something like that, they could just be like, oh, I mean, let's just uh, add it during the progression path of like gaining mastery in the skill or something. I don't know. There's an idea. You get like hit, hit fifteen hundred mastery for the first time. Acquire fifty more energy. Like, yeah, I'm honestly that'd be fun. 
any anything yeah, the like journals, that yeah that's a, actually a really good point because we already have like a, a pseudo milestone thing, thing in the game <laughs> yeah me too but if they revamped that and combined it like made that the new journals was like a milestone thing of like hey do wait wait, wait 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 i just realized like, something go ahead is, is this how we got to what, what was that system they had like way back in the day where the more gear score the head, no, 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 no. Is this how they got to the idea of renown? Is it? This has to be it. No, this has to be how they got to the idea of renown. Say those words. Get out. Um, yeah, for the listeners that don't know, renown was a system a long time ago where the higher gear score you were, the more like gear that you acquired, the more stats you acquired. So if you were three hundred DP, you got fifty extra DR. For just being 300 dB. Or if you were 269 AP, and uh, you got 50 extra AP, right? Yep. So, like, it really separated the high end from the low end oh, in the yeah. game. Right? It was horrible. Because um, before Renown, you could kill players if you were better than them. Right. If they had more gear than you. When Renown hit, that, that was over. It was like, if yeah. they're more than, like, 10 to 20 score above you, you're done. Right. You're not killing that player. I mean, I... I mean, I am a life skill. I got so much hate for saying. I mean, nobody cares about life skills. I'm literally a life skiller. I have like 1700. I'm working on my 2K master. I'm almost there. Um, but like, I life skill all the time. I gather all the time. I cook all the time. I barter all the time. And I still would not want my essential rewards gated behind journals. I don't feel like maybe 50 energy is too much. But like anything that is not actual sheet stats. I'm being journals, honest. Journals should be flexes. It should come in the form of cosmetics, mount skins, titles. There's an idea. Should, then there should be a milestone progression path where it gives you a set thing of things to do. Hit 1500 mastery mm. for the first time. Here's 50 energy. That way you're, you're, you're always working towards that thing, even regardless of what you're doing if you're a life skiller. It'd be so much better if they just introduced some kind of milestone. And most games, have we have milestones in the game. They're just dog shit. Yeah, I think the only way they're going to introduce the gourd as an advanced potion is through, they're going to do it through a journal, man. I don't think it's going to be some RNG drop that you're going to have to go do. I think they're just going to make you go do it's another a, goddamn it's quest. It's an RNG drop for Calamity 10. No, 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 dude. I, I still haven't done my Land of Morning Light journals, by the way. I still haven't done them. It's okay, <laughs> honestly. I, I'm I'm regretting doing that. I just don't uh, want to do them. Yeah, dear, just, the only reason I them. broke down and did it because I wanted my uh, third crystal harmony, and I was like, I'm not. Dear, my workers are taking them home in their pockets, so I guess I'm gonna go. I'm I guess I'm gonna go do it. Dear Roots, I would like to report on one of your players that doesn't have all of his journals done. <laughs> I mean, like it's just one DP and some stamina. Like I, I mean, I really. It gives you I, like, twenty accuracy. It's like twenty I accuracy. I mean, yeah. like fuck, man. Twenty accuracy. Twenty accuracy. Yeah. I, I got a twenty accuracy. I mean, that's okay. just from right. the bosses. Yeah, yeah, from I got the one AP. Bosses. I got the one AP. I just, I don't want to. I don't want to do the rest, man. I don't want to do the rest. Yeah. If you want me to speak my truth, the boss blitz stuff, I haven't done it since the second week, bro. I actually oh, just, I've been doing that every week. It's actually, actually fun. Actually, actually I, fun. I, I, I love yeah, it. I, I like I the ball doing splits. It. I, my biggest Blue problem just is doesn't it, like fun. I don't like... I barter. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, that's why uh, I barter. I like ocean content. This is fun. This is what fun looks like. Um, I don't like having to go to Land of the Morning Light to go do it. It's I like, like boxes on the screens. water. Right? Yeah, it's like it's like three like load screens. I would rather just turn in my boxes and just buy the stuff. You know, my Imperial boxes and just buy the stuff. 
You know what I mean? I would rather just go gather. I don't want to have to go fight. Honestly, the real reason is, and don't tell my guild, the first time I did it, they just scarred me. Because I did it in voice, and I literally, I was raging so hard, and they were all laughing at me like banshees. Like, because they were just oh, no. blue, just stay in the circle, and the stupid little pig dude with all the fire, he would, like, pin himself against <laughs> the side. Pig. Yeah, yeah, that, that dumbass. He would pin himself against the side of the wall, and so the circle is like this tiny ass little <laughs> crescent moon of a of a thing. And I can't, I literally couldn't get anything done. I there was no room to move around, and everyone's just like, ha, ha, just stay in the circle, idiot. And just oh my god, use your I just, frame. <laughs> man, I just lost my mind. I was so mad. And like, I did it like one more week, and then I was like, I'm done with that. I don't want to do it anymore. We had a, uh, we did a race to see who could do a movie six in our Discord, and after about two hours, we all left pissed off as fuck, and nobody. Could yeah, do. see, it's like <laughs> we were all just everyone mad just rage quits the content. Yeah. All right, so we need to uh, start wrapping this to a close. We're actually over time uh, as it <clears> is here. So uh, let's go ahead and do uh, closing thoughts, outros. Um, Tiltus, why don't you go ahead and go first? Hey, I'm Tiltus TV. I'm the PvP guy. I'm the shot caller flex lead for Epidemic. Um, Good save. I stream, yeah, I stream uh, every day of the week when I actually feel like it uh, and I'm not on break. And then I also am a huge Dark Souls fanatic. I'm doing Soul Sundays on Sundays. So if you want to come talk about Dark Souls, feel free to tune in. We have a lot of fun. Um, and I'll talk your ear off. So, Right on. And Jay? Hi, I'm Jay Kuhn. Um, <laughs> I'm the PvE Almost guy. Almost forgot the second um, half. Yeah. <laughs> I do Olin's. <laughs> <laughs> How is the outro worse than the intro? I don't know, I don't know dude. It's just, <laughs> well, I'm going to be doing a lot of Dekia's Olin's tomorrow. So if you want to find me over at Jay Kuhn, uh, Twitch. Uh, Twitch. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> slash Jay Kuhn VTV before the T. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, my boy Armin. Uh, I'm Armin. Um, you can find my stream at twitch.tv slash ArminTF. And I love video. I love <laughs> video. Dumb, do you know? <laughs> Did you get all that, Jay? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and I am, of course, Blue Squadron. Uh, you can find the Old Moon Podcast uh, here live on Twitch, uh, either at my stream, Blue Squadron, or Jaycoon VTV before the T. See, I got it right on the first try there. No, or Tiltus TV. <laughs> or Tiltus TV every week. Um, big shout out to Armin for coming on the show this week. That was absolutely awesome. You can also find the podcast um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find it on our YouTube very shortly after the broadcast finishes going live. I have it up on YouTube immediately. Uh, and then it's up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. So make sure you guys drop that follow uh, and subscribe on there. Uh, we're doing all kinds of content on this channel. We're always shot calling on Saturday. And I promise you the most entertaining shot calling content you've ever had in your life. Maybe it's not the best, but hey. Uh, it's certainly going to make you laugh. Uh, and then we do Fun Day Mondays, which are very fun VOD reviews. And we show people how to play large-scale PvP on various classes in the game in a super fun way. And, of course, Tuesday's the Old Moon Podcast. Sunday, we're usually just messing around um, and doing some sort of fun content there. But uh, maybe some React videos and things like that. So, um, yeah, make sure you check us all out. Um, from all of us here at the Old Moon Podcast, you guys have a great rest of your week.